Hey guys, it's Jay. Welcome back to the channel. Man, this is going to be a great topic tonight. It really is. At the same time, we have a lot, a lot of toy news to cover as well, but I can't do this alone. I really need to bring in some help to get all of this stuff organized and really sort of, you know, get this thing all in a row. So guys, I want to bring in some very good friends. First of all, he's a friend. He's been part of the channel for such a long time, and I really want to thank him for all his help, especially uh, during this last couple of weeks. Guys, I want to please help, help me welcome to the stage, good friend of the channel, Oz Dramatis Toys. Oz, what's going on, my friend? How are you doing tonight? You're on, you're on, you're on mute. You're on mute. <laughs> Too many controls, go. can't figure out how to do this streaming <laughs> thing that I've been doing for a year now. Yeah, no kidding. You, you know, have... it, it gets difficult. You you still have the record for twenty? Was it twelve hours? Was it twelve hours? It was it was a crazy. It's just stream, eight. It? Don't don't blow up my legend too much yet, but I'll get to twelve. <laughs> I mean, honestly, at this point, that. what I was just streaming Toy Frenzy last night, and then we had a special Toy Frenzy episode earlier, doing the uh, quick figure review of Mondo Trap Jaw that Bobby just received, mm -hmm. and then. Now, you know, here I am doing this. I might as well just stay live from here all the way till my stream tomorrow. <laughs> we'll just do it. You it know, might, whatever. It might end up being that way, Oz. It might end up being that way. We have some other right. guests that we're going to bring in right now. And Oz, if you want to just start uh, flashing uh, comments, because, you know, it's going to be a busy night tonight. So, you know, the guys definitely going to recognize you all your comments. Yes, so just hang is. tight. Uh, I want to bring in a very special guest. I literally just came off of his live stream. And if you haven't seen that one already, guys, after this live stream, definitely go check out that live stream. We, we covered a lot of toy therapy because apparently I need toy therapy. There's a lot of things going on up here that no one should know of, but we found out anyway. Guys, I want to bring in Payne's Toy Sample. Aaron, what's going on, brother? How are you doing uh, tonight? Doing well, doing well. Long time no see. I know it's been like forever. I mean, <laughs> like geez, a whole ten minutes. It's it's been it's yeah, exactly. Crazy. It's <laughs> nuts. Uh, so guys, definitely if you haven't already checked out Paints Toy Samples, definitely give him a like and a follow. Definitely check out his content. I had a wonderful time. We we're talking about my 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 deep dark secret past. If you guys want to find out how dark Jay can get, definitely check yeah, out. Yeah, no, he check out it gets dark. dark. Check out how he dark there. he got. We started talking about eating people. I'm just kidding. We talked about a lot of stuff, but anyway. <laughs> eating people was a topic. It was yes, crazy. There, there was, was a brief crazy. moment where it was a little concerning. It was just absolutely nuts. I'm going to bring our next two guests in, and they are, of course, no strangers to the channel, but we have to do this right. So, guys, please help us welcome the dynamic duo, of course. And before we go live, smash that like button, turn on notifications, and subscribe to the channel so you won't miss a beat. Guys, welcome to the channel. Toy Habits, everybody. Toy Sorceress, Michael, how are things going in your life? What's going on, everybody? Awesome. Oh, it's doing Very good. good. <laughs> <laughs> Toy Sorceress, have you moved into your castle yet? Is, is, is everything... One more week. One, One more week. More we're we're finish, finishing up the renovations, so... <laughs> yep. How about you, Michael? How are things going on in your neck of the woods? Things are good. I'm actually going to be meeting up with uh, Brick and Silver K tomorrow, IRL, at a toy show. So nice. I'm super nice. excited about that. That is going to be Amazing. awesome. Yes. Uh, I'm, I'm so happy to see you guys. And uh, of course, uh, Toy Sources, I hope things are going well with what you're doing because I know you're super, super busy. Thank you for joining us, guys. This is going to be a yeah, great topic to tonight. Here, I, 
Yeah, absolutely. This is going to be a great topic tonight, and we couldn't do this without uh, some really big help uh, from mm -hmm. someone in, in the community who's brought so much joy to everybody. Guys, please help us welcome um, the director of PowerCon, uh, Val Staples, my friend. Val, how are yeah. you doing, my friend? I was curious you? who you're talking about. Somebody brought a lot of joy. I was like, well, somebody else must be getting ready to pop up here. I don't know who that is. <laughs> oh, it's good to have you, Val. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank uh, you for having me on. Thank you for, like, you know, it was wonderful meeting you at PowerCon. Um, how how have things been since uh, since then? I know that PowerCon is always a stressful uh, event that happens <laughs> every year. And you must be absolutely, even now, you're probably still exhausted from, from that entire experience every every single year. Isn't that right? <laughs> I, it's, I can't believe it's been two months already. We're still dealing with, um, you know, people's, the Mistress capes and skirts not having arrived yet. So that's like the... <laughs> post office living up to its great tradition of timely delivery oh um other than that i mean things are going good we're getting ready to do a uh, second chance offer for some of the exclusives that didn't sell out there's not too many left mm -hmm. and um you know just trying to get back to you know getting other projects taken care of that are long overdue and need of attention well, you know, it could be worse. I mean, somebody might not have delivered the product one year. Wink, you know, <laughs> that stuck on that boat. Yeah, that's that was that was not fun. No, it wasn't. I mean, what could you do about it, though? I mean, there were so many other people hey, suffering you know from the same thing. So. And, and you know what? Not even a year later, like literally things just disappeared. Right. And, mm -hmm. and, uh, and nobody was going anywhere. Right. So yeah. uh, it's 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 been crazy. So. Before we get into uh, you know the main topic of the evening, uh, I just wanted to uh, once again uh, ask everybody how things are going. Um, Aaron, I just got off the the stream with you. Yeah. Um, how are like what do you what do you have coming up? Is there is there anything that uh, you'd like to you'd like to tell? Uh, me? Well, I got uh, tomorrow night. I'll be hanging out with Oz. We'll be opening all of this. Literally, yeah, you saw it when I pulled it up because oh, it was a lot. lot. It was a lot <laughs> of stuff. I don't know where I'm going to put it, but you know. <laughs> That's a future problem, like tomorrow night problem. But um, and then next week I've got action figs coming on for some toy therapy on mm -hmm. Friday, and got a big month. Absolutely, um, uh, toy sorceress uh, Michael. What do you what do you guys have? Because I know things this week has been absolutely bonkers for all of us. So, uh, what do you guys what do you guys have coming up, or are you planning anything uh, uh, in in the next couple of days? How about recovery? <laughs> We're going to need some toy therapy too, We'll make arrangements in November. <laughs> yeah. So there, there was so much toy news that dropped this week and all of these great reveals, right? But there were a few things that we saw at San Diego Comic-Con that did not get revealed this week. So we are talking about what are the next Mattel Creations exclusives going to be? And going through all of all of the missing figures that were not dropped, plus all the um, figures that are teased on the card art that we're expecting to see. So this is a fun speculation live stream, and we're talking about future Mattel Creations yeah. exclusives. So it's going to be a fun time. <laughs> that is crazy. On on that note, um, because we have Val here, and because everybody here is pretty much, you know, big huge Motu fans. Um, how about these drops this week? I mean, seriously, things. I wasn't expecting a lot of these things, and uh, I think a lot of people were just absolutely gobsmacked by by some of, some of these crazy announcements. And how about how about Mattel 
returning to retail. I mean, like, you know, Target <laughs> exclusives, Walmart exclusives. Literally at the at San Diego Comic Con, they were saying stuff like, oh no, we're we're gonna pull it back. We're gonna bring we're gonna bring origins back to uh, Mattel Creations only. What is everybody's reaction to that? You know, like Val, like, like, did you have, like, did you, did you know any about anything about this? Did they no, talk? To you no, I am, I am. Even when I worked with Mattel, they didn't tell me anything. It's, uh, you know, I was always on the outside. I, I found, I found out things about PowerCon, but, you know, after you all did, oddly enough. Um, you know, stuff, I mean, it's weird. It's, it's weird. But no, um, I, I, I think it's promising. You know, it, um, I, I. I think kind of everybody had kind of speculated the pullback on things, you know, with the, the cartoons, um, you know, the, 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 the child, the children's cartoon ending, the yeah. probably being the last season of uh, revelation revolution happening, the movie going on ice, you know, it seemed like, okay, you know, things are probably going to cool off for a bit. So seeing some things go back to retail, that's, that's promising. You know, maybe that's a sign that something is on, on the horizon that we don't know about. You know, I'm not, I'm not suggesting cause I don't know. But um, whenever you see a move like that, it's a it's a it's a good sign. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, um, Aaron Oz. What are what what are your thoughts? You want to go first, Oz, or you want me to go? Because I, I did a bunch of pre-orders this week, and I <laughs> I wasn't going to do a whole lot of origins, but you know what? A couple of the filmation characters made it into my pre-order list, um, just because <laughs> one I don't have them in origins, but I also really really like the way they look. <laughs> And, you know, I've scaled back on my Masterverse, so I only picked up, I think there's only one out of that wave that I, that I actually put on pre-order, but. I'm so excited. Oz. So, well, the main ones for me were all Walmart exclusives, so I'm just kind of writing those off the book. Pour out some liquor. Uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. rest in peace, the rest of my snake men, that's all I gotta say. Oh, I'll yeah, never yeah, find yeah. them. Um, oh, but, I mean, in all seriousness, it, one of the biggest problems is just the distribution among the retail. Like everybody keeps blaming Mattel for distribution. Mattel has nothing to do with Walmart and Target's distribution. That is no, they don't. It or shows picking, up the, at... picking the packages down the road as they get delivered. Yeah. Right? Well, that that goes on at all of them. But yeah, yeah and exclusive it... has a has a limited quantity. I mean, that's na that's the nature of an exclusive. When they yeah. take it on, yeah. they they bought yeah. in for an MOQ and that's it. But then, however they distribute it, that's up that's, to the retailer. Them, yeah. them alone, yeah. you know. Walmart has Walmart trucks show up to Walmart stores, not Mattel trucks. That's true. Same <laughs> at Target. They've got their own fleet of distribution. They have their own distribution centers. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mattel can't fix distribution amongst Walmarts or distribution amongst Targets. They can't do a damn thing about it. And the way they've been shipping out their Mattel Creations exclusives, I'm less inclined to think the issue is on Mattel's end and more on Walmart and Targets. Hmm. Because Maybe if Mattel smartened up, they wouldn't give so many exclusive uh figure exclusives to walmart when they know that their distribution's crap and people can't get oh. these hard to find figures the figures that are in demand to a company who can't distribute them properly nor right. deliver them in decent shape because they're collectibles that's how should we, we should it. we mention the comic <laughs> version many faces oh. it, it's not exclusive to walmart and target though because that many faces Supposed to be Amazon. I got mine canceled. Has, has Walmart made any strides in improving their shipping, like how they pack things? That's the thing I don't understand at all. No, if you like, if no. you order a single figure, you're likely to get it in a bag. I promise or, you. Or have it canceled, right? Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah. The WWE superstars line canceled. 
but they're showing up in stores. I really don't get it. Yeah. It, it, well, it, thing, it, I, I was just going to add one thing I do got to say is, for example, Hasbro has learned their lesson with their G.I. Joe classified retro figures that were always exclusive to Walmart showing up to people folded in half like tacos when you know that the reason you're buying the, the figure is to display it and keep it on card before you yeah. buy two and you open one. They learned their lesson. They took the exclusive now away from Walmart and they're making their card backs thicker. So a company can learn, they can adjust, they can make corrections. Giving those three Snakeman figures that everybody wants to Walmart was a big mistake. But I love Mattel and I love Motu, so I'm not trying to get on their case. It's Walmart's distribution that's frustrating, right? Yep. Absolutely. Ashman. Coming in. Go ahead, Jay. Yeah, sorry, really quickly. Uh, coming in all the way from, uh, you know what? I, I forgot where you mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say California. I don't know why I was going to say that. I knew he wasn't. Detroit. Detroit. Like, he's not even like three hours away from me. So, guys, please help us welcome a punk with toys, everybody. What's going on, Lawrence? How you doing, brother? Hi. How you guys doing? Good to see you, brother. Good to see you, man. Sorry, yeah. I, totally I literally you... fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> We're all old people now. I know, right? I'm usually in bed by now. I got, I got, I got senior pictures to do with my son. So mm. tomorrow, that's awesome. Well, that's I don't have to do them, so it doesn't matter to me. Well, awesome. I, I will probably last about a half hour more, and then I will probably be pumpkining because I'm old and apparently you know, <laughs> just can't stay. You're still around, absolutely. I, you know, I am too. <laughs> oh, um, my, Michael, uh, he can't uh, even hang this long. My streams, yeah, I know. Michael Torsorsris, you guys got an early glimpse at some of the uh, cartoon figures, and uh, yes. what are what what are your impressions right now in terms of like uh, as, as as Val mentioned. Uh, you didn't get those from Walmart, so you know what. What are your impressions of the figures themselves, and and what are your hopes for this? Got them from some Mart. Um, <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. But uh, I actually, I, I really love the cartoon figures. It's I mean, it's literally ripping the figures right out of the cartoon, and they finally got He-Man's head sculpt right. Yes, Beastman yes. looks amazing. I just I can't wait for more to come, and the. What that means too is with the origins cards, there's going to be more teases for figures, and so I really hope, <laughs> love it. I really hope that they start doing like some deep cut figures and all that stuff. So like Demos was teased on the card art for He-Man, so I really hope they kind of go all in for this one. They look amazing. I love the I love the fact uh, Toy Source is just like modeling them for us. It's I know <laughs> does this all the time, which yeah, is you great. Have to do the little modeling twirl. <laughs> like right? she's, she's like Vanna. <laughs> Anna White, absolutely. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so you know what? Let's there we go. Toy Sorceress, oh. the Vanna White of toys. I yes. Love it. <laughs> Wait, I gotta. I gotta show the part left too. Oh, I love the new. The, I love the, the new color. Yes. It's just gorgeous, it. right? Unpunched. And then with the little logo on the bottom. And, and, and the funny now. thing is, the the card back art, this is directly pulled out of the episode that Beastman's uh, extra accessories with, yep. that hover ray that yeah. he comes with, and he's stealing, you know, the the dragon's eggs and moving them over to this like little hovercraft, and the dragon's yep. getting pissed off over here. But this is right out of the episode, absolutely. In you know the <laughs> Mattel's amazing team's brand new art, but it's homaged. On the card back, which is, is so which great, is incredible. So. But I, I, I love the, I love the filmation style, gray skull. I love the, the, the blue background. Right it's really, 
really changing the whole the whole game up. It's, it's and incredible. It, it tells you right here what episode it's from. This is the Dragon's oh, Invasion. Oh, great! So you can see on the yes. top that's the episode it is, and then it tells you. Sorry, everything's backwards to me. Um, <laughs> you know what the extra accessory is, and that's his hover ray. So you could, if you wanted to, go and Google, you know, that episode or pull it up on your DVD or whatever and watch it. And then you have the context to why Beastman has this hover ray. And um, it just makes the toys that much more fun to enjoy, you know, because probably it could be a while that people have watched, you know, the cartoon. And, so and I have a question, which is awesome. I have a Little question that's made, made people mad at me. <laughs> no, really? What, what is the second He-Man sword from? Which this, which second oh, unit? The, the, the sword of the ancients. Yeah, that was the sword of the ancients. That one, yeah. 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 So so the sword of omens. Yeah. So the sword of ancients from the mask of powers episode. Correct. So if you look, if you follow the mythos of the original mini comics, uh, or actually the toys themselves, there's supposed to be two halves of the power sword, right? I know that. Now, now the two halves of the power sword never showed up in filmation, <laughs> but what they what they did instead was actually make it so that these two swords, right, mm -hmm. uh, the the sword of power. And this, has... this sword, they actually ended up joining in, in the episode. Spoiler, sorry, I should have said that ahead of time. You've only had 40 years, I don't think you're gonna. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it should be fine. All right, guys, let's we now we now have uh actually three people here who three people here who attended PowerCon. And I I but I just wanted to first start by saying uh finding out what everyone thought uh I'll, I'll go with everybody else first um aaron have you ever been to powercon like uh, uh you ever no, have to i have with my son there's just no way for me to attend any cons so. oh yeah sorry I, 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 no I, I, yeah okay i understand um so that uh um toy sorceress uh, michael um mm -hmm. i know you guys were planning on doing it but unfortunately last minute it, it's kind of all, all the plans fell through so. <laughs> So what happens? No, we had major FOMO. We were actually covering PowerCon from our homes, just trying to get uh, articles updated, new, new stuff that's coming out. So really appreciate all of the coverage that you had on the floor, which helped us out a ton. There were so many toy tubers there. It was hard not to not to be so excited. And, and it was literally like a, to a, a meet and greet with toy tubers. It was so much fun. As a matter of fact, Oz, the community came awesome. together to help you make your trip. Um, what was your experience with PowerCon? Because honestly, it was something else, wasn't it? It was a roller coaster ride from the moment I ordered my tickets, then realized there's no way I can make this actually happen. And now I've bought these tickets. And then back to holy crap, this is happening. I got to get everything booked in like two weeks. Uh, but, you know, the most exciting part was the build up to that and just talking to. All the amazing people that were going. I know Helidope Toys, the amazing guys that they were. They were doing this Road to PowerCon series because they were going to be there. So they were inviting all of us that were going to be going to PowerCon to, you know, jump on and talk about it a bit and really just kind of make it this amazing experience. And it really, really was incredible to finally meet so many people in person and not just you know, other toy tubers and stuff. You know, I spend time with you guys each week. We talk on live streams and everything like that. We hang out. It was great for all of us to meet in person. But the other neat thing was that connection to the people who we don't get to see in a face-to-face -face environment. 
I know I finally was able to meet like Terrence St. John, who's in the chat tonight. You know, he was there hanging out with all of us and just, again, so many other people, Andrew Davis, who's also in the chat tonight. Like that was incredible because all we ever see is like a round circle with a letter in the name or a little tiny picture that I can barely make out who or what they are. Uh, in, unless it's a uh, graph here. Cause you know, <laughs> That's the that stands out, but yeah, for the most part, I mean, it was it was really, really that exciting uh, trip to finally be able to meet everybody, and I, you know, you just don't get all of that from a lot of these bigger conventions. I feel I like there's so much going on, so many people around nonstop, and you just barely have room to move and. You know, San Diego Comic-Con, it's its thing. There's a lot of stuff going on there. You got Toy Fair. And again, it's a big, you know, more for the retailers and stuff like that. It's really cool. But, you know, PowerCon felt like it was it was the place for us to meet on a more even level, to meet with so many toy designers, too, as well. Because we had Savage Crucible there, uh, you know, for Horseman Studios. Of course, they were there. You know, Jason Awok was able to be there. Um, well, Jason, not himself so much, but Awok was there. And then again, still guys like, you know, from Super 7. We have Brian Flynn right there on the floor. So it's really neat to be able to, like, these are the guys that were, like, we're waiting for them to drop news, like, all year long, what different toy lines they got coming up. But to be able to spend a few minutes of their time and actually get to say hello to them. I mean, that that was really something. Absolutely. Uh, Lawrence, you were there. Um I know you have uh, certain feelings about uh, the city, but uh, what were your what was your experience about uh, PowerCon itself? It was awful. They don't serve Coca Cola there. <laughs> <laughs> Most of the people were douchebags that I met, especially the toy tubers. Um, <laughs> They're all a bunch of jerks, right? All of us. Oh, absolutely. totally. Um, no, I had a great time, and I, I think what what what. Um, but I said, like, the, the best thing about it was just meeting people that you, um, you know, that you chat with all the time. And now you no longer have to say, oh, these are just my online friends. Uh, yep. Travis and uh, Aaron and Ted and myself, uh, we hung out at the bar for like two hours. I only went there for one day. Uh, you know, I was at Disney the week before. Um, and, I, and I'm like four, four hours away. And I was just like, you know what? What's another four-hour drive? I just drove, you know, 22, 23 straight hours back from Disney last week. I could drive down to Columbus. Oh, I'm so glad they didn't ruin my car for having Michigan Place. Um, <laughs> just don't go. Just don't go to OSU. You'll be all right. You know? Oh no, you're right there. Like you're. It's right close. There. It's close. Yeah. Oh, it's so close. You. Just... <laughs> <laughs> But um, no, I mean it was a blast, and and again, I, I think it was really, um, you know, there, there's no comics there, and you know, it, it's obviously nothing against comics, but it was just toys, so that type of stuff wasn't cluttering um, the aisles and stuff like that. So you got to see a lot of the independents, obviously no Mattel, no Hasbro, um, but I think you might get a lot of that at Joe Fest too now. Right, yeah, yeah, absolutely. 
But uh, the the thing. Oh, by the way, just so the <laughs> just in case. Look who popped! Look who popped in! Uh, our good friend, uh, Toy Connections. What's going on, Ken? Long time no see, Ken. Yeah, all of one hour, and uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm waiting. I'm waiting backstage. He puts me on camera, and the first thing I hear when I jump on the stream, and everyone's a douchebag and douchebag this. So I'm like, we're off to a great start right now. <laughs> you know I mean? And I didn't, I didn't even know you were coming on. So, <laughs> oh, I know. That's why you would double down on it. Right? That was a perfect intro for you, Ken. <laughs> you know, here, here I am meeting Val Staples for the first time, and all I want to do is troll Lawrence. You know what I mean? It's like, so you know. <laughs> Just really showing the caliber of our nature. Exactly. <laughs> Apparently. One, one thing I have to say um, that I, I love the feeling of PowerCon. Um, I think that both myself, Lawrence, and 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 um, Oz. One thing that one thing that we felt while we were at, at PowerCon was the sense of camaraderie that was there. You know, forget about the toy tubers. Uh, well, please don't. But I mean, they're always fun. Okay. We, you know, and it's just the, 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 the amount of people are there are there for, for the, the love of toys and the love of collecting and the love of gathering. The community is so unified there. And I think that that's really what, what, uh, what got me the sense of community, you know, every, every time I visited a booth, somebody would just strike up a conversation with me for no reason. You know what I mean? Like I'd be looking at something and somebody would say, Hey, did you see that? Did you know that, that this was sculpted by this guy? And like, you know, uh, Corey Cantaloupe is over there. Do you know, he's, and you know, people were just like so generous and giving, giving all of their, their, in, their knowledge. And it was just amazing. And then you would run into some of these amazing sculptors, some of these amazing creators that, uh, you know, were there as guests. You know, I met I met uh, Pixel Dan for the very first time, and I literally lost my mind. I mean, he was one of the reasons why I started doing toy reviews and toy toy um, you know uh, um, uh, news and everything like that, right? And then meeting Shardmas Prime and and all these guys, but then you know meeting other you know toy tubers like like uh, you know Punkwood Toys, Ostromatis Toys, uh, so many different guys. Um, what's it called? Uh, What's uh anyway? So many, so many different wonderful toy tubers. Uh, Geek Dad Life, you know, it was it was incredible, right? But the sense of camaraderie. Think, uh, the Foosh, Foosh was there too, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Robo right? was there. Foosh. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. As, yeah. Yeah, as a toy, Gal toy, toy Galaxy, I think, was there too. Yeah, that's so. true too. Yep. Yeah. Um, and he, he went on, and you know what? Um, Dan went on to host. Uh, um, uh, what's Pulse, it called? Pulse, uh, Pulse, Pulse, Pulse Con. Pulse Con. Yeah. Pulse Con. He's going places like like he's what? Honestly, that man. He can hold a conversation like crazy. Like he, he'll, he'll just you get him off on a topic, he's off and running. It's absolutely insane. It, so you know what else is awesome is you get to see. We've talked about this before. How tall or short people really are. <laughs> we're just we're just uh, we like a, a body from the waist. It's up. Okay, yeah. Lawrence. We all know you're short. I'm taller no, than at least one person in this chat. Mm. I know. <laughs> okay, well, all five foot six of me. I feel like a giant towards something. It does to wear the shirt. I'm not the shortest toy tuber. You brought up Dan Larson. You don't realize how tall he is. He's he's a giant. Yes, he's a giant. I mean, the, me too. I think Val. He's you're he, he's taller than you, isn't he? Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm six foot. I think. Who are you talking yeah. about? It's, uh, six. Dan Dan Larson, two, I believe. Yeah, oh, he's, he's yeah. Tall. He's he's six two, six three, somewhere around that height. Tall on the streams. Yeah, 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 but he towered over Lenny on like Hasbro yeah. Pulsecon. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's absolutely. I mean, I'm I'm six seven, so you know. Like, <laughs> You're the tallest Jew I know, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> Was that even necessary? Um, hey, I could joke around because I'm Jewish too. I'm not saying. I'm just. I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> are you really? Are, are you really six seven? I couldn't tell that was sarcasm or not. <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> really? Yeah. He's I, know, I know. I know. I know. It's late. It's late. So, or the, early, uh, on perspective, I, I, I just wanted to 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 cover all that, and the reason I wanted to 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 get everyone's perspective, you know, actually, um, Ken, you were not at at um at PowerCon, but you were at Correct. Joe Fest, yes. and I believe that I believe that both cons have a similar atmosphere, um, you know, but what like what are your what did your experience uh, with with conventions in general, like what 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 are your thoughts? It was basically the same thing, like meeting a lot of people for the first time, like, you know, Hooded Cobra Commander 788 is a big staple of the G.I. Joe community, right? Going there and meeting, you know, Marauder Gunrunners and Animal Warriors of the Kingdoms people, um, those folks there, right? It's It was just... It was just kind of a big deal. Like you get there, you, in, in in the case of Joe Fest, because the Marriott Hotel that everyone stays in is connected to the convention center, everyone kind of congregates together on the Thursday night before the show. So I arrived at like 10 p.m. The lobby was just bumping, right? Now, I'm not the biggest toy tuber in the world, right? Like I, I hadn't even crossed, I think I just crossed 3,000 subscribers at the time, but I walked in because I was one of the last ones to get there. They're like, oh, Ken's here, right? And it was kind of like, you know, they're like, oh, and I'm shaking hands with like 15 different people because I was really late getting there. But the point the point being is that would not have been possible right if you know the convention center hadn't been right next to the hotel right but again it just formed that camaraderie right from the thursday night that we got there and that did not stop until the sunday after we left and getting text messages on monday saying i'm so happy to meet you so happy you know the drinks we shared and everything like that and that's what these conventions are about and my understanding is like for those who went to joe fest powercon powercon's even bigger so you kind of take that and you kind of scale it up by, you know, whatever, um, by whatever factor. And it just gets more and more to the, the more cons you go to. So to me, it's the camaraderie um, first. And I got some really nice stuff at Joe Fest, but that was secondary towards meeting everybody. Sergeant Slaughter, meeting Sergeant Slaughter too. That was a big deal. Ken, yeah. I wanna, wait, I want to ask. So you said you've talked to people that said that PowerCon is bigger than Joe Fest? When I went there, right? Uh, oh, sorry. When I when people like my friend Pete was there, uh, who else? Some people in the chat. I think Andrew Davis was at both. Um, people were said, yeah, it's it's that the there was seemed to be more people and a bigger floor at PowerCon than Joe Fest. I, I don't guess, know for sure. Like like for me, I didn't see. I didn't think it was like that, that big of a convention. Like Motor City Comic Con is way bigger now. It doesn't have like the separate, um, you know. Uh, Toy companies there, but I thought it was actually kind of small. I thought Joe Fest was actually bigger. I was surprised at how small it seemed to me. Which which Joe Fest did you go to? Um, I didn't. Did I'm saying I just okay. thought I just thought Joe Fest was bigger. Oh, okay. Uh, Man, um, it was gonna be smaller like this a, year, way smaller. Joe Fest uh, main showroom is about forty thousand square feet, and PowerCons is seventy thousand. So okay, forty thousand sounds about right, right? Because yeah. so, the, so the, the one we have here, floors, yeah, almost twice the size. Yeah, we're yeah. We're we're not yeah. we're not 
trying to compare directly. No, and it's not because Joe Fest is an awesome show. Yeah, no, 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 no. Size, the size doesn't mean it. That's better. yeah, we're, yeah. we're just trying to get engaged. We're trying to engage, for, we're no, trying to gotta, engage the atmosphere. one out to Silver Case. Size doesn't always matter. That's <laughs> how you. That's how you use it. So yeah, oh God. Exactly. But we're. Right. I think. I, I yeah, think. Just out there, I had to do it. It was just out there. I think Jay, what you were trying to get at is just the the, the scope and the atmosphere yeah. of it. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Um. Yeah, and when I talked about the lineups, like the lineups with Joe Fest were large for Sergeant Slaw. Um, and action force and all that. But my understanding is that the Mythic Legions lineup they had oh, was God. like way like around oh, the corner out yeah. there. Because no, when yeah. I was talking to people about the lineups they had at Joe Fest, they're like, "Yeah, but the Mythic Legions lineup was actually bigger." And I'm like, oh, "Wow, like crazy." So. Like people, I remember when I first, when I got there, I got there on Saturday. I didn't get there on Friday, and people were just there for like I, the first thing I went to is to go see um, a ramen toy. And I, I was like, where's like this line can't be for Ramen Toy because they just got here. And I was like, oh my God, this thing's wrapped around the block. It was for <laughs> Legion. It was for the Legion, the Legion mm -hmm. Congress. It was crazy. It was absolutely bonkers. The thing yeah. that the thing that the thing that I I when I left PowerCon, I remember uh and I think here's the thing that that a lot of people when I was talking with them, uh, as we were, you know, uh, first of all, during the convention and then after the convention. Every single thing, every single person that I was there was always like pretty much when, when we were, you know, just when you meet somebody, it's usually like, hey, you know what? We'll see each other again, that kind of thing. And I always got the same response. It's like, I can't wait to I can't wait until we see you guys again next year. And that was always the the, the constant thing. And everyone was so happy. And every and I, and I like so you've been here a bunch of and like I've been here every single year. I said, even when they're in California, and a lot of people said, I won't miss PowerCon. Like that's basically the same thing that uh, that they continue to say uh, that I kept, that everyone continued to tell me if I asked them that question. Uh, the drugs are working. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> are you piping something into the HVAC I, system, I, 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 I coat the uh, the tickets with it, so you know the wristbands <laughs> soaks in over the over the weekend. So, Timothy Hans, thank you so much for the twenty dollars super chat, my friend. You're amazing. Hey, just show us some love, Punk. You almost, you you are one of my favorite reviewers lately. We're all just punks with toys, absolutely. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I appreciate that. Lawrence is getting some love. It's all good. It's all good. Can I can I plug can I plug a little project that, that sure. Ken go, is, go, go, is go, working go. on? Ken's gonna release an awesome uh history video. Uh, I think around the end of the month, right, Ken? End of the month or end of the month at the start of next month. Yes, you can tell oh. them what it is and I'll flash up the thumbnail. <laughs> so Ken did an incredible history video on the nineteen eighty-five a real American hero, GI Joe line. Um, I, I, I've already seen it. I think it's incredible. And I got a little piece of, of help collaborating a little with yep. him and voice work voiceover, but I am very honored that, uh, Ken allowed me to be a part of it, but it is such a great piece of toy history. So Ken, I want to commend you on that. And you guys are all going to love this 1985 episode. It is like the quintessential year for, Oh, thank you thank you everyone and this is the thumbnail for it that i just and I uh, love that. <laughs> put together um yeah, the mean, 84 <laughs> right the the 84 video is coming out next week and then a few weeks after that will be the 85 video so i'm documenting all the every year of gi joe i'll try to circle back and do some motu as well doing transformers ljn wrestling history you know all the fun stuff from our youth right so, I, I had to be proud for that, and I, I love. Thank you, and, and thank you for all your efforts on that. Like you were so quick on turning around the voiceover work, like, it was like wow. Like this is wished every collaboration I did was like that. So that's actually you know. that's cool. And you folded in like really cool like '80s pop culture into there, and just 
it was it was a work of art so you guys look forward to to that episode <laughs> oz you've seen the first five minutes of it i think i gave you the first uh the first clip of that so yeah, yeah absolutely so i mean, that's that really cool, Ken, but... and sorry love it Aaron? i'm gonna get a, get a gonna get a zinger from uh from uh, from uh punk right now <laughs> lawrence I'm just saying, I mean, that's, oh that's okay really i mean that, no that's really cool that you're doing something like that oh thank you thank you sorry so when did I your video I... that Bret Hart tap tap tapped out to Shawn Michaels. That's what I was waiting for. I'm sitting there. I'm like, he says it with such a straight face, and I'm like, it I knew coming. that was coming. But that's because thank it you. happened. <sighs> I'm so gaslit. I'm so gaslit right now. It's like, uh, you know, Survivor Series 1997 did not happen in my head the way it happened in yours. But anyway, but no, thank you, Lawrence, for the kind words as well, um, and the yeah. zinger at the end. And uh, so, get to, getting back on, getting back to it, guys. To echo that sentiment, I mean, a lot of people on the chat are already, you know, saying exactly what I was saying. Andrew Davis says, "You already know, Jay. I'm with you. I, I, I'm with it. See you tonight." Mm -hmm. Hashtag SayPowerCon2024. Uh, uh, well hung banana hammocks. That's oh, cool. God. <laughs> there we go. There we go. PowerCon the best name in all of YouTube. <laughs> that is great. It, it's awesome. PowerCon 2024. <laughs> I hope it happens. Hopefully, the organizers let us know how we can support them exactly. Um, Andrew Davis. Uh, again, we, we, we already read that one. Ashman 55. Am I the only one thinking that uh, there's something we do not know? PowerCon 24 might not happen and no Toy Fair in 2024. We are curious. King Panther, Mr. J, PowerCon 2024 will be awesome, no doubt, and I will be there again. Maybe you will get asked to narrate Mon uh, to, to narrate. I don't think so. I think Mon Mondo and I were gonna have uh, we're gonna have Fitzikus eventually again. <laughs> we, we had a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun. That they were heckling me. It was the other way around. I was supposed to heckle them. It wasn't. It was not. It Who's was all getting me. Mondo Beastman, by the way? Oh, don't tempt me. Oh man, it's I know. So I know. I know, I know Michael already did. Terrence St. John, let's make PowerCon 24, uh, 2024 a real thing. Val, let's make PowerCon a real thing, even if it's not at the convention center. I just love to see all my fellow fans, vendors, and toy tubers. This this keeps going on for 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 every for like seriously, like there are a lot of people in the chat who are echoing the same. Uh, Ter Terrence is all over the place, um, but yeah. So this is the opportunity I think we need to talk, and I, I thought it was appropriate if we just you know discuss because a lot of us are wondering what's happening and and you know what it's easier if it's like i was going to talk about it but i think it's easier if we we let val uh, explain what his thought process is and here's the thing and i do want to say this being a being an organizer myself uh, i will say the the situations you get end up with and the kinds of things you do the negotiations you have with the, with venues can be brutal because sometimes yeah. somebody has a date that you want but then they don't want to give it to you for whatever reason. Just to share a small anecdote, uh, I had an event which we had scheduled for downtown Toronto, and it was during the year of the Pan Am Games. Let's just say that no hotel, no convention center, no one would rent us space. They literally told us, well, they actually, they said, no, we'll rent you space. And they gave us a price which was l literally, it's like a go, go fuck yourself price because basically they did not want us. And boo on them because it ended up that no one actually wanted to stay in Toronto for the Pan Am Games. So you know what? They lost a lot of money the very next year. They were begging me for, for to run a convention in their center. But that's just a small anecdote, and I don't blame any of the organizers. There was a whole bunch of things that happened behind the scenes around that time. But 
I did want to, uh, you know, invite Val, and I'm glad that he had time tonight to to, to, to come in. Um, yeah, thank you for being here. Not to put him on a spot, but you know, Val, um, you know what what can we expect? What's the because okay? So first of all, the reason these rumors, I just want to really just get, put it out there. But the the reason that everyone's been asking the question, what's happening with Paracon, is because. Um, you know, a wonderful, another wonderful channel. When you guys should definitely check out this channel, one hundred percent. They did a great, um, they had a great panel at PowerCon this year, and wonderful toy drivers in themselves. The uh, the Lords of Power podcast, amazing guys. You know, definitely should check those guys out. Um, they 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 had an interview with Val uh, about a, a few weeks ago, and some of this came up. So um, you know, I, I I reached out to Val, and he he basically said, you know, maybe we should talk about it. And I thought I would talk about it tonight, and he just happened to be available. So, uh, Val, not to put you on the spot, but um, I, I made uh, myself available for you, Jay. I, just, <laughs> yeah, I would only do it for you. <laughs> Two o'clock in the morning, I'm only doing. I it know, for you, but, I um, know. I'm, <laughs> I do this every night. I apologize, Val. I actually took a nap. So I pregamed, so <laughs> I took a nap too. That's why I came late. So I'm with you, man. <laughs> you guys look fresh as a daisy. I would be like sleep is for the week. <laughs> Me, me and Michael could barely hang, and we're on the West Coast. <laughs> I know, right? You guys are all, all the way up. So, um, Val, why don't you why don't you give us a, a bit of a preamble and see, you know, where, where what's what's happening for for a power cup? Sure. So it, um, I mean, I you know, it, you already know because I sent you the sure. the the three things, and like you said, that fans of power episode. If anybody, if I don't cover something, um, and they want to go check it out, just search for fans of power, and it was like their um, PowerCon recap. I I, I touch base on a few issues. Um, Issue sounds negative of a few subjects. Um, but um, so the, the big things like the, the current plan is is to do a show in 2025 and not do 2024. And there's three reasons for that. Um, the the I, I can't remember what I told you in the email. Uh, <laughs> um, I can bring it, it up if you want. <laughs> uh, it's well, I would I would bring it up here, but for some reason, when I the screen like takes over everything here and I can't see it. Let me. Um, okay, I, I tell you what. Let me. Let me. Let me. Let me. Uh, let me I, I know two of the points, but I can't remember the third one. It's like, okay. I, I just want to make sure it's like I'm saying it correctly. Yeah. Yeah. Let me, let me. Let me. Let me. Now it, it is. Then, if, then I'll. If you leave I'll... anything up to um to into open to interpretation, then people will turn it into something it's not, and I have to be kind of careful. I have to walk on eggshells a little bit because I don't want to. Let me. Like, oh, no, that, that. Oh, that never happens in the toy yeah. community. Yeah. Yeah. Never. Yeah. Ever. Right. Okay. I've got You can you can start talking, and I'll I'll give you I'll I'll give you a boost. You, what was it? What was the first one to sum up the first one? For right. me, first one. Was, first one to cover was attendance. Attendance, and that was like why I talked about my. Did I talk about my investment in that one? Uh, you did. You don't have to talk about that. Though. Okay. Well, I mean, it's, not, it's not a problem. It's, I mean, that's not an issue or anything. Um, so attendance for 2023 was more than double of 2022, wow. and 2022 was already more than our 2021 show. And like, I, I know a lot of West Coasters uh, were upset that we weren't there anymore, and I I, I kept seeing comments all the time. Mm -hmm. Come back to the West Coast. You're going to regret going to Ohio. Start planning to come back now. You know, and it's like I know all that was meant from a place of, uh, you know, positive positivity in their own way. You know, wanting us to come back. And I get it. Um, I didn't take any of that, any of the negative stuff personally, because I knew it was meant positively. And, and like I said, in a, in a, in a different way. Um, but it, it's it's doing better. But it's because we have that larger focus now on um just toys and in, in uh, general, like, you know, modern toys and collectibles. And uh, we can talk about the He-Man aspect if you want to, um, as to like why we're not doing a He-Man focus show anymore. But um, the, the attendance was excellent. But for myself, 
anybody who's been to PowerCon knows that I'm kind of like big on the details and I invest a lot. Like I, I don't, most of the PowerCon shows I've, I've never made any money because I put all the money into the show and um, it's, it's no different here. And like, you know, trying to do something new, I'm, I'm putting everything I have into it. So I've, I really invested heavily in 2022 and 2023. So even though the attendance was excellent, I, I didn't make any money. So um, that makes me, I need to, to pause for a minute because I need to recalibrate and you know, focus on, you know, making sure everything fits within budgetary constraints without reducing any of the quality that people are used to. And that, that takes some calculation. So that is, that's sort of the, the minor aspect of it, which is like, um, it's not preventing us from doing 2024, but the next few things I'm talking about kind of allows me to recoup and I focus on some projects for 2024, like Pixel Dan and I are working on something that needs to get out for pre-order here pretty soon. And I have some other uh, publishing Detail. projects and things I'm working on. Well, that, details on that will come soon, but um, I don't want to steal Dan's <laughs> thunder. One of us had to ask. <laughs> Dan, Dan, Dan's got to be the guy to reveal that one. I can't, I can't talk about that. So I, right. Dan will be like, you know, if I say anything. So um, I think everybody already knows, but, you know, it's like, you know, but um, the after that like the 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 two kickers was um the dates that happened for 2024 so originally we had very similar dates for 2024 in august like that second week i'm trying to make the second week in august like our our time frame unless the companies come back and say they prefer something different that's in line with how they reveal product or, or want to talk about product or ship product which is going to be a conversation i'm going to have with them uh, here pretty soon but um what happened is, um, is, as Jay was talking about, like with venues, you are subject to bidding. And um, any convention space is always, especially like Columbus, like, or it's definitely Chicago. Uh, the bigger the city, the more competition there is for venue space, especially the, the main convention centers. And what happens is there's always so many events coming in. You know, a lot of us, you know, we tend to think of like events at convention centers being like, you know, comic based or toy based or pop culture based, but there's so many other things that come in. You've got religious based events, you've got educational based events, you've got political based events, you've got all type of trade you can think of from, you know, apparel to, to, to cars, to um, mechanical bits for uh, the auto, you know, for whatever you can think of, there's all types of trade events. Um, so there's all these people competing for space, healthcare, is another one like yeah, healthcare industries come in for their review seminars and things like that and take up all types of stuff. Heck, my um, you know my 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 girlfriend is getting ready to go to an event this weekend at the Columbus Convention Center about um, uh, hair. You know, it's like you know the salon industry and that sort of thing. So I mean, there's all types of stuff that that, that take place. Yeah, and you're also a um, you're also you're also a college town. So I mean, yes. like there are, there are tons of of uh, of conferences that happen there all the time. So. Exactly. Yeah, and they and they it's like because of that, there's they're smaller, but they there's a lot of them. Can, so they kind of cannibalize all the space that's available in different ways. So um, and I don't, that sounds negative. I didn't mean it that way, but um, it's a, it's it's something where you can reserve a spot. But if somebody comes along that's got more money to put down, they're going to win because what happens is it's not just about the convention center saying, hey, we're going to make more money. It becomes uh, available. There's like a there's a, a number of city officials or a city board that also reviews citywide events because events that come in specifically to the convention center bring in additional commerce to the town. 
So if somebody comes in and they're going to bring 20,000 people and they're going to take up three halls of the convention center, they're going to take up 2,000 rooms in the hotels. Well, that's going to get preferential treatment to the hotels, but it's also going to get preferential treatment to the area business because it's going to bring more money for retail shopping, for food services, for restaurants. So all of that gets considered by the city and they're going to lean towards the person that brings in the most money. And so that's what happened to us, a long-winded story, but I figured some people might want to know how that works. And so we got bumped, and we got bumped into um, the only available date that still remained, which was, um, uh, was it Labor Day? Was it Labor Day weekend? Yes, is that right? The the, the last weekend of September? Um, and this all took place very quickly. Like, I was in the middle of, of PowerCon when we found out we got bumped, it was like a month before the show and I was scrambling and I, I, none of us were thinking this is labor day, but it was only slot available. So we took it. And then when I was at the show, when we were handing out the, the re-up forms to the vendors, I, I was looking at the date. And I was like, Oh no, 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 no. We can't, we can't do labor day. That's, that's a death date. You know, it's, it, it's um not only is dragon con that weekend, which, you know, it, a lot mm -hmm. of some of our, vendors and stuff will go there. Like Dragon Con's one of the few shows that's been able to take a weekend like that and make it work. But we have a like toy companies and a lot of the guests, they've got things going on. They can't come on Labor Day. You know, they they're off um people from their company are off or they're spending time with family or they're they already made plans to do other things. And on top of that, it's a lot the same way for attendees. Um they they have doing things with travel or family and they don't really want to come to a convention. So Labor Day is histor historically a very difficult weekend to make a convention happen. Um some people have tried and succeeded, but many do not. And I don't want to be somebody that comes in and and risks that 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 going south already knowing a number of people cannot attend. Um so the problem is, is because we found out so late in the game that we got bumped, which kind of stinks that we got told so late, there aren't many options available anymore um, because other people have already, it, it, I'll give you a, a crappy analogy. I mean, all this is pretty apparent, but like um, when I was in grade school, um, I, I, we would have like our, our, our annual plays, right? And it's a you know, stupid little Pied Piper or whatever it was. And I always would try out for the lead role. And I would never get it, but because I tried out for the lead role and everybody else already auditioned for the roles, there were no other roles left. So I ended up having to go down to playing like some bit part in the background every time we did a play. And so like when you, you shoot for something and you're, you're settled in there for it, everybody else is picking off all the other dates for convention spots. And then when you need to find something, you've got nothing to pick from. Yeah. And so that's where we're at. And mm -hmm. so we have good dates for 2025 currently mm -hmm. reserved um mm -hmm. hoping we don't get bumped on that but um there's just there's really there's no space in columbus that is big enough for the mm -hmm. show the size it is we're we're in a weird spot we're just big enough to fill up one hall of the convention center but way too big to be in a hotel and that's that's a bit of a sticking point for us to mm -hmm. be able to make it work so just so, so I've asked a potentially yeah. ignorant question here, um, Val, uh, not, not, not to cut you off, but just, just because right. I think someone might maybe, maybe thinking about it is what are the chances? Like if someone was to ask you straight up, Oh, what about just going back out West and getting a big convention mm -hmm. center there or something like, cause you started out West. What I just figured throw that out there, throw yeah. it out there. Um, Ken, you read your mind. <laughs> I read your mind. Okay. Yes, you did. <laughs> um, 
there's an issue with that, which is if we went back to the West Coast, we now make it difficult for so many people that found it convenient for their companies to come to the Midwest to not be able to do it. Because a lot of these indie companies that are coming out are based in Midwest and also on the East Coast. So it becomes a, a, a higher expense for them and not as realistic to be able to do. And um, it's the same sort of thing with venues there in over in you know Los Angeles and going to Anaheim or you know the surrounding areas. They tend to start reserving their space about 16 months to or, or drafting contracts about 16 months out, but definitely 12 months out. And we're already past that point. So to like do something in the same spot for next year, we got a 10 month lead time. We'd just be picking at what's available. Um, we're sort of out of the system, so we no longer have preferential treatment anymore because we you know we no longer have you know a seasoned uh, you know show there that that has a uh, you know been experienced already like in the in Anaheim. Uh, we kind of get bumped to the bottom. So it's um, I think logistically it would it would not be easy to do, um, and and I think it sends also a very mixed message. I think some people would perceive that as oh, Ohio didn't work out, so they're coming back to the West Coast, when in fact, Ohio has worked out quite well. So it's it's something where I'm not trying to cheat anybody out of a show, especially the West Coasters, um, but it's, it's, it's something where we want to have a consistent message about where we're having this venue and how we're doing the show and where it takes place. Um, so I think that's important. But nothing ignorant about that question at all. You know, it's, uh, that's <laughs> yeah. it. Very we're, getting a whole, we're getting a whole bunch of, of comments, <clears throat> and you know, obviously, a, a lot, a lot of, a lot of them come down to uh, <laughs> to individual state, right? So, sure. Michael Blobay's uh, Blobay says, yeah, you to, hold, uh, "To hold to uh, hold PowerCon in a neighboring state such as Pennsylvania, <laughs> Pennsylvania. This area is really interesting. Um, the Midwest is surprisingly a, a big mecca for toy shows." Um, there's a ton of, of toy shows from small to large that take place um, in Ohio, uh, Illinois, Indiana, um, Michigan, and the Pennsylvania state area. It's, it's kind of crazy. In Pennsylvania in particular, around Pittsburgh, there's a lot of stuff going on there. So I think we'd be just kind of trading one thing for another in terms of like competing for space and trying to find something. In fact, I, I also have to be careful where I don't want to... Whenever you set up a new show you you run the risk of upsetting people who already have a footing there and that that happened with us here with one show you know i i want to have um good relations with everybody i don't want to compete with everybody I, I i view toy shows as kind of like shopping it's like saying you can only go to one toy show a year is kind of like saying you can only go to walmart target once a year you know it's like you know, you'll always need to buy stuff you'll always be looking for things every weekend's a different experience so you know there's always that opportunity so you can have three or four toy shows coexist in a city and be great. But I, I you know, like there was there was one show here, and I'm not gonna mention names that just to this day is not happy we're here and um have not been able to make any inroads in, in trying to build a relationship there, whereas everybody else has been very cool. I don't want to risk that same situation of going to another city, trying to set up stakes temporarily and maybe ticking off somebody there, especially if we're only there for like one year um it, it it gets risky when you do that you know it's some people fear a loss of momentum if we skip a year but PowerCon has skipped shows in the past skipped, skipped years in the past and we've not had any issue with it plus there's other shows out there that are that are biannual 
Um, they like, like Power Morphicon, for example, and that hasn't affected their attendance, whatever. Um, I didn't realize they were biannual. For some reason, mm -hmm. I just assumed that they were that they were annual. Uh, I think yeah. a lot of people assume that they are an annual show, but no, it's uh, Scott does it every two years. Wow. Um, yeah, it's like I think D three also used to be biannual. I think they might be annual now, um, but there's there's other shows that do that. So it's um yeah it's but I mean they're all all it's all valid positions you know like why not explore another venue another state you know worried about skipping a year I, I definitely understand why why people are making the suggestions and, and you know voicing them you know I, it sounds like you're 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 considering doing maybe a smaller regional meetup or something like that anyway right so think thinking yeah. about it thinking about it it just depends yeah. again on what's available and how we're going to do it I I don't. I would definitely label it as sort of a placeholder without saying the word placeholder because I don't want it to sound like it's lesser than. But I also don't want people to think that PowerCon got smaller all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So it's it's uh, it's something where we have to be very careful about that. It's if if, if I call it like oh, the yeah. PowerCon special or something, mm -hmm. um, yeah, it might might be something fun with that. Um, I mean, there Power are a lot of who. <laughs> There are a lot of there are a lot of people who 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 agree with the decision. Uh, Giraffe says, "I love the show being in Ohio because I won't need to go to Cali." <laughs> well, California is awesome. I mean, I, oh, I yeah, love California. So, yeah. I, I yeah. know I know two people who are really happy was in California, but <laughs> you know, but, you know, for Lawrence, 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 myself, and Oz, I mean, like it's not that bad to to just you know take a, take a few hour drive. You know what I mean? So Christopher Christopher Wirtz says, yeah. "I love the, I love the show being in Ohio since I live in Columbus yeah. area." Oh wow. Well, you know, <laughs> of course, it's yeah. right in his backyard. <laughs> and Chris, Chris is like, come to Chicago, please. Chicago. Well, that was that was originally where we were thinking about going when we did this, but it just proved to be um, cost prohibitive. You know, Chicago is a union town, and um, oh, no. yeah, yeah oh, God. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Oh my god! So the the costs get out of control really fast in a union. Can you move this box? Can you move this box, please? Uh, let me let me get my let me get my manager yeah, on that. That's that's oh what my. it is. And then you're, and it's and it's after hours, read, so yeah. it makes a double. Yeah, that's right. It, it, let me it, let me it, check it, the four of the union agreement right now. Forget about the, three o'clock. Like nothing's done. It's the oh my prevailing oh wages. Sorry, that's when from we, a. I'm surprised. How how does Kane County get it done? You know what I mean. So well, I I don't know with fairgrounds how the union comes into play there. Um, fairgrounds tend to be a little more wild west, I should say, in terms of their operations. Um, oh, that's true. Because they're not a hotel. They're not a convention center. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's, no, I got you. It's, I mean, okay. the, the venue literally like two weeks prior was a was a basically a barn for horses. You know, and that's not a knock. That's what those facilities are for. They they serve agricultural purposes and things like that. Um, and so there's a lot of that there. So a lot of those um, facilities aren't set up to have the comforts or the um, options that you would find in convention center. A lot of them are, are sort of a bare bone operation. Some of them don't even have like heating or air inside of them. Um, you know, and it's like it, the the price is amazing, but you get what you get for that price yeah so a fairground is just not a place that i would want to go because it would it, it's it doesn't represent how i want to present PowerCon. yeah the, the, um, wait a minute wait a minute no no heat you could make power pad little fans that blow mist like disney <laughs> and sell them for like 50 bucks each could you imagine having you all can have that for free right? you have that August? idea well it's like i mean that's kane county is like in, in shows like that it, they've 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 made that work because what they're they're giving you is a genuine 
sort of toy hunting show experience. You go in there, these mm. vendors are not paying a ton for money. So you get this crazy array of vendors from like uncle Joe with his, what he pulled out of his closet to, you know, the, the biggest <laughs> toy sh you know, shop in, in, in the state coming out. And so it's, it's an amazing array. Um, but it, it has a little bit of a, you know, flea market feel to it, which is yeah. great. You know, for, it's great for shopping. It's a great shopping, but a lot of companies don't want to set up and, you know, like that yeah. kind of thing because they, they need the, um, uh, the amenities that will come with like a hotel setting or uh, a convention center setting, you know, it's, it's I have to agree because one thing, I, one thing I did notice. Um, oh, so, so actually going back to your point, um, uh, Lawrence is that with Joe Fest, for example, when I when was, I watched several walkarounds and, and one of the things you notice at Joe Fest is that everything's like tight. It's actually really, really tight. Very similar to, to, a, mm -hmm. to a, a, a regular toy show, right? The hours are actually very, very small. Um, where and that that feels that forgive the term as Val said it, but it does feel a little bit flea market ish, right? Like I, I make jokes about certain conventions all the time. Like literally, it's just it's just a swap meet. You know what I mean? There are certain aspects of that. But one of the things I loved about Paracon was how how uh, how it felt, even though it was it, it had this um, small con feel where we, where we were all like it's almost like all of us were in the same community. We all sort of knew each other from afar. And even perfect strangers would come in and just like have a conversation with you. What I really also liked was the the corporate aspect of it in terms of like all of the booths. They were all booths. They weren't just like you know little tables in corners and and you know everyone's like got all their stuff even on the floor. You know what I mean? There, there was a certain there was a certain um, style to it. And you know I, what what really set it apart in a lot of ways was the yellow and white banners everywhere. I was like, wow, this oh, is like that's, that's <laughs> our color. Yeah, this so, is corporate so. branding. Right, this yeah. is branding like to, to, to the to the T. And I was like, okay, if you take pictures of PowerCon, everyone's like, okay, where's that? Because everyone will recognize those banners look mm -hmm. familiar and they'll just keep it's just that that uh, that memory jogging, you know what I mean? It's, but we, we definitely want it to be identifiable. But I mean I and I'm sure everyone here does too. I mean, I, I love the those types of shows, like the the ones that take place mm -hmm. like in the in the um the expos and the the um Blah, you know what I'm saying? Like Kane yeah. County and uh, the fairgrounds. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, what you know, what what Rob and Danielle have done with you know with um the Xenia Toy Show or the the Columbus Toy Show in Xenia, you know, they're going for that same vibe, and it's amazing. That show is incredible, and it's just it's a but it's it's not like you said, it's not a corporate type thing. It's more of a you know a toy hunt, toy fun you know fine type shopping experience, which is what they were building, and so like that's. I have zero anything against that because like, I love those shows too. I'm just not what I'm trying to build. I'm trying to build that branded sort of corporate identifiable type convention experience where the companies are there and it, it has those amenities and type things. So it's just, it's just a different type of show. And the, the one's not necessarily better or worse than the other. It's just a different type of show. Well, Ryan, Ryan Ventec wants you to don't you to bring PowerCon to Europe for 2024. Hashtag oh PowerCon tour. <laughs> I've I've been surprised at how many people have asked us over the years if we will come to their country, especially Canada. And um, I, there Jeez. is no way. In, there, there's 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 no way in heck I'm I'm crossing international borders to do a show. It's, it's hard uh, enough just to cross as a vendor, let alone as an organizer. Uh, so as much yeah. as I wish it was up here, you know, yeah. it's, hey, it's, it's yeah. You know what? 
it, it, we can make we can make that happen. But it it again, there there are other ways to do it. But all I'm saying is, you know, uh, I understand the logistics alone are just a nightmare. I I know I know exactly mm -hmm. what, uh, what what Val's going through. But uh, Michael, you were going to say something. Yeah, I was I was going to say like I've been listening to Val and just the way that he talks about the attendee experience is is music to my ears because like I. I do research and do user research for the last 23 years. And we're all about making things great for the people that use our products or the people that visit these events. And so I really commend you on just focusing on it's, it's the finer things. And that sets you apart from other venues or other people that might not think about that stuff. And they're all, but as you know, it also you. depletes the wallet in the process. I bet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's the extras cost that um, it's it's something that we hope to build on. I mean, I, I wish. Don't let me, Jay. Don't let me forget that the third point, which I've already forgotten. Um, yeah, it's a, uh, but um, oh, Jay's muted. It's um, it's a, uh, yeah. It, it, I would do love want, if do we. Still... Do, you want, do you want it now or later? <laughs> um, well, don't let me. If you don't, if I don't want to, I don't want to cannibal. I mean, I don't want to monopolize the show. Um, but it's a uh, if. Well, this this don't get me wrong, though, but this is the show. Like we're we were oh. here to talk about Paracon, so we might as well talk about it's Paracon. I just don't want to bore. It's like Punk's over there, like he's ready to punch me. So no, I'm tired of this guy is... talking. Yeah, I'm like, glad he's looking at you like that, and not me, and not me. This this is like face. Right? The two, the two, the sandwich you're in right now is like it's like dying for this information because they're, they're going to want to talk about it. <laughs> no, I, love I, mean, I, I mean, I would Lord. love to have the show. Do tell, do tell, Val. Because I mean, it's, it's me and, I mean, me it's driving. Sorry, Lawrence. Good, good. I love to have the show there again. Listen, I, listen. I'm a Michigan fan. All right, so I don't want to go to Columbus. The <laughs> fact that it's like three and a half hours away from me, you know, I love it, and it sucks. And and I didn't mean anything when I said like. Oh no, I knew you were messing around. I didn't. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I didn't mean anything when I said like I thought it was going to be bigger. I mean, I, I've gone to Motor City Comic Con here in Michigan. That's a great and show. It's, yeah, it's huge. And I thought it was going to be big like that. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. It, it, but you don't have Artist Alley. You don't have all the comics. And, and and I love the fact that you can walk through it and not feel like you're bumping into every single person. It's, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping it'll be like that one day, but it's, yeah. <laughs> it, I don't, I don't think it'll ever be like, most shows are not congested like that. They're not a lot of the um i would say a lot of uh we call them autograph shows where there's a lot of celebrities those can tend to be a bit congested because a lot of uh you know average j and jane you know you know average jays yeah, yeah yeah exactly they just they come out and um yeah, they, average mega jays average dick dad like jays <laughs> average jay bartlett's average oh, average, blue, average blue jays oh <laughs> well that's that's the kind of they, yeah, that's that's that was a good one Ken. oh my it's, god it's a, like you know they I, they've seen like the uh superhero movie or something and they see a celebrity and they come check it out and that's a great experience but it's yeah. like you're never going to get that kind of audience pull it's like you know so many just random people coming to see what it's about you know we're very focused so we're never gonna i don't think ever have very congested even though like joe fest and toylanta i think have done a really good job building an amazing attendance like some of those some mm -hmm. sometimes there's those aisles can get pretty crowded um but uh you know i think it just takes time you know people a lot of people wait and see you know like what you do like when we moved mm -hmm. like from 2022 a lot of people watched because they wanted their is this going to last is this going to work um and then a lot of people i think uh 
missed out on it and saw the fun. So then they came this year. And then there's a lot more people out this year. They're like, crap, well, now I definitely have to come next time, which mm-hmm. makes me very happy to hear. But um, it just mm-hmm. takes time. You know, you have to build confidence in the minds yeah. of a lot of people. And, and, and it is hard to get a, a venue that big, right? Because one of my first thoughts, other than moving it back west, was like, well, maybe go to the same convention center as like a TFCon or a Joe Fest or something. But if the convention hall is not the same size, if it's not the same configuration, what do you do about the vendors? What do you do about the guests? So it's, I guess there goes that idea. Right? Well, another option potentially might have been to go to uh, down to Cincinnati. Cincinnati's... Um, convention center is about half the size of columbus's um but i was kind of looking into there and there's some logistical issues in terms of uh just proximity to things um because i love cincinnati but that i don't think that would have been a realistic option either so it's um it's tough it's tough to make something like i I don't want 24 20 i don't want people to feel like 2024 like something bad happened um you know it's just it's just I mean, some things did happen that weren't great, but it wasn't like, you know, the sky isn't falling. Or anything like nefarious that. Yeah. reason for no, it. No, and it wasn't like like the theory that Mattel is behind it, like Mattel's not behind it, you know, like they're not <laughs> trying to do something. And I would like to talk about why we're not doing Heman anymore if you guys you know, don't already know. Sure. But what was it? What was that third thing, Jay? Uh, let me let me take a look here. Uh it you talked about the death you talked about the de- the dates or which were death. Okay. And you did t- no, but you covered it already. Basically, number oh, I, three, I think you want to go back to number two because number three you've covered everything. You've covered the the, the dates. You've okay. covered uh, Dragon Con. You've covered Labor Day, uh, and the fact that you skipped a year before. The you what you want to go back to, I think, is uh, more time to co- more time to plan for exclusives. Oh yes, thank you. Um, so when when you do exclusives. Um, the bigger the company, the more lead time they need. Um, companies like Hasbro and Mattel need a lot of lead time. Um, you know, it's uh, if we go back years ago, um, uh, you know, Scott Knightlick was online talking about how there's about a, you know, a 24 month period when doing exclusive because it would have to go into planning, and then once it's approved, then it gets listed into the line, and like line get a skew, and then it goes into sculpting and and that sort of production then it has to go into overseas factory production then they have to have a two-month shipping window for coming over from the factory to the united states so it's a really really long process especially for bigger companies that are constantly putting things into uh you know production and lining them up and finding a place for them because they have to keep that engine going Uh, the smaller you get the more leeway you have and like the indie companies have a little more leeway but still not that much you know they they need ideally um at least a year to get that done simply because um the factory you know they're the factories that they work with in some instances are not as okay i heard some really weird noise outside my window i don't know what that was um there was uh <laughs> someone hunting for PowerCon exclusives apparently because they heard it's the words. So. <laughs> odds are it's a right. skunk is what, what concerns me more. I was gonna so, say, do you uh, have animals out there? <laughs> yeah, it's it's we're in the city and still like I'm surprised mm. how many raccoons and skunks are running around all over the place. Um, so it uh, uh, yeah, they need they need more time and like 12 months for any company I think is pushing it because uh you know you they have to check product samples and make sure everything's okay and go into revisions and check the paint samples and uh uh you know then allow time also for shipping for them and they have to, also everything is going to go onto a boat container they're going to share a container with somebody 
Um, otherwise, they have to air freight it. Air freighting is so expensive and would kill an indie company if they had to air freight everything over. Yeah. So. Um, just on that same note, when I attended the Action Force panel at, at Joe Fest, one of the things that was said was that they almost did not clear customs yep. and they got there like the day before the show, the, the exclusive, and he had someone else go and receive it. And with those exclusives, that even assumes that these companies can get the factory time, right? Because you go into a queue yeah. with every with every factory production run. Even if you say, "Oh, but my tooling is done. I just want to repaint." Okay, but you know, we got this company and this company and this company's like, "Yeah, but I need it in six months for the thing." Well, you know, the factory shut down for Chinese New Year and all that stuff. Yeah, that's just another thing. Logistics. Ken, he won't have that problem this year. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> but, but no, that's that's spot on. You know? That was the that was the silent the the keep it quiet kind of. Yeah, it's like now, now I want to know. Um, but yeah, that's that's spot on. Exactly what you said. And it's um, if we allow. Oh, and oh, to go back to. I mean, that happened to us. Um, the Fwish glow in the dark skeletons got stuck in customs. Oh, no. Um, they could not get them released. They were there, but the. I mean, I felt so bad for those guys because I was privy to the to the emails. And they were running them through the ringer, like on the, the questions and stuff that they were asking the push to, to release it. And we're like, what is going on? Like, why are you asking these questions? These are so weird. You know, and they were like treating the product like almost like it was contraband or something. It was really strange. Um, it was very bizarre. So those didn't get released in time. And the other ones that didn't make it were the statues from Tweeterhead because. Oh, God. Yeah, they didn't make it in time. They got they got stuck in a container in China and just sat there. Yeah. And they didn't even put them on the boat. Like they're supposed to be on the boat and they didn't even get put on the boat. So it, um, I mean, just weird stuff happens. Like we, we're still waiting on, um, we got minion, but we're still waiting on merman to show up. So that's, that still hasn't shown up. Um, so this weird stuff like that happens, but by, by having another year, like having a year to skip, it allows us to front load. So we can start planning with like, I I wish I could say more, but the companies that are required more time, to get that 2025 and then, you know, pending, they still want to do 2026 in 2024, we start planning our 2026 exclusives and you keep that going. So by skipping a year, ideally it allows us to keep going. The only downside is, um, you know, if some new company comes in and they, they want to do an exclusive that then, what, you know, hopefully that'll happen. What you'll see is probably them be there for a year and then maybe nothing again. Then finally they have something because they have that same lead time, prepping issue that they have to consider when they come to a different show um so it's just it's there's a lot of moving parts and it's it's not as easy as just making a couple phone calls and emails and and it's done um there's there's always things going on that have to be taken care of and it it really bums me out too because like i said the attendance when i went back and looked at it to see that it had more than double i was just thrilled (laughs) i was thrilled to see that um terrence actually has a has a funny little first of all thank you terrence for the five dollars for the chat uh you said scott's name and he appeared outside the window beware the specter praying for you val the con is ending the con is ending i you know i i i have no issues with scott you know it's like i i people people give that guy a hard time and um you know to each their own you know it's like i i understand why some people giving him grief about things he said but um you know, not butted heads with Scott and back in the time when classics was around. But at the end of the day, like he he did provide a lot of necessary things to make things happen 
for classics um, yeah. while he was there. Yeah. You know, well, and so. he 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 deserves some some credit. Yeah, I mean, I can't I can't defend him on some of the things he said, but you know, that's that's his business. But in terms of just what he contributed to classics, he did a lot. So, did you work with Scott at all uh, during your time? Like, he, he was like you were doing the comic just before. He he started with with classics, right? Wasn't wasn't that the case, or was no? He I didn't. Um, he came in way after I was done with like 2000X and everything. Like Scott came in. He was a copywriter at Mattel for about a year. I, I forgot if it was on Hot Wheels or what he was copying. I don't think it was Hot Wheels. And then he moved over. Like he, he was ambitious. Like he would see an opportunity, he would go for it, and that's how he got in there to to work yeah. on that stuff. Um, mm -hmm. But I think that was. I think he came on right as like the the four horsemen were pitching that um 2007 i think scott was in there about 2008 i think and we were we were not doing any licensing or anything with mattel at that point so yeah, yeah. uh you, you know it's just going back on your history is there any possibility that uh that they'll be making an anthology of uh, of the of the image comics uh any anytime soon Do you, is, is that a possibility um, i don't think i'm out of line by talking about this so that that actually is a conversation that i Ooh. had with dark horse uh years ago when we were doing the books um but they never pulled the trigger on doing that it was supposed to be a collected volume of all the comics of the marvel star the dcs the image no ones yeah all that leading up to the current stuff which i think there was at the time there's sort of an embargo on it where it was like all the dc stuff was gonna and they did remember they put that in like that you know, omnibus um collection so that was stuff so but the dark horse like the no the we already did those in the mini comic like the dark horse ones um so that was something that was planned um loosely loosely planned it wasn't like scheduled or anything but um we never it never moved forward so i don't i don't know i mean if they still want to do it we have all the well most of the assets for it so um, you know, we, we had already started going in and um, taking uh, the star comics and, you know, doing the restoration process on it. But we stopped pretty early on because it just never, you know, progressed very far. Is there any chance for you uh, m um, picking up that that storyline at all? Because, you know, a lot of I think a lot of people uh, really like that that version uh, because Pick, not, 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 that the current, not that the current versions aren't any good, uh, you know, because I, I, I love where I love where all the new books are are going. Right. But. I mean, I, th I think that a lot of people are still interested in 2000X. You know what I mean? Like, you mean like continuing it? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Like, uh, I, I, I very, very much. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I think, I think for Mattel, they've, you know, like once they have put something to bed and moved on to something new, they're, they're not going to go backwards. Um, and then, like, you know, what, you know, for me personally, I mean, I really liked what Rob David and Tim Seeley. Have done with the comics and i and i and i was a big personally an advocate of the multiverse aspect of it because we as fans always knew that he-man had different chronology you know, but see that's exactly what I'm, that's exactly what i'm saying with, with, the, with the multiverse oh right? i see with, what you're with, saying I see you what you're know saying. what i mean like there's there's an av there's an avenue where uh you know he skeletor can actually you know phase into another verse and, and see what's happening on there or or, or you know there's there's trouble in in 2000x land or something like you know what i mean, um, you know what I, mean? Like, I mean it would be i think it would be fun i mean emiliano <laughs> and i had a pretty robust story <laughs> that was an homage superman versus <laughs> very nice well, DC comic presents. there you go yeah, and, um, and now Emiliano's doing a lot of work with so many different companies, right? So I mean, like he he he's Mondo. He's doing work with Mondo. He's doing work with so many different companies. And oh, he's he's so busy. I mean, he's yeah. crazy busy. You know, he's trying to do his own company while also juggling all his other projects. I mean, the guy is like I just literally was chatting with him the other day. 
Um, he just, he's got so much like, I, it's just, I mean, good for him, you know, kudos to him to have accomplished all that. Um, but I mean, I'd be, I'd be open to it, but I just don't know if Mattel would want to. Well, I mean, like, uh, like, you know, uh, literally we're seeing brand new masterverse figures for two, yeah. for, for 2000 X, you yeah, know, like, true. Like, that's true. And, and, and even Motu figures for 2000 X, you know what I mean? So the, the door is there is what I'm trying to say. And, and, I, and I really feel personally as a, as a, as a fan that masterverse has hit its stride. Like I was not really leaning on the first wave or two yeah. of them, but now they, they, they're like firing all cylinders as far as I'm concerned. So, um, they just, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, they, 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 not they there you go. I mean, all of a sudden, like, they, just, they just started like, I don't know, just hitting it out of the park. I don't well, know yeah. what happened, but you know, on, on that note then Val, uh, would you be interested in pencil in, in penning a, uh, a new Turnia line? Like it was, is that something that, uh, that, 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 uh, that you'd be interested in? Because I, I, is there a new turn of Bible? Is a, is a, is a, a, a media source coming out for that? Like, is it like, you know, could there be something? Because Maybe. I really, they, 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 they got this thing called Neoturnia, and mm -hmm. there are no many comics associated. There's really nothing with it. I mean, like, what's I, going on? With it? The, the, the dream I always had, believe it or not, <clears throat> I think I've talked about this publicly. The one thing I really mm -hmm. always wanted to do is I wanted to be the lead Nordling for new mini comics like when classics came out that's actually what i was angling for the most i wanted mini comics for it and i wanted to produce them you know hire the writers hire the artists do what i had done with the 2000x comics which is reach out bring in more fans give them opportunities to stretch their legs kind of like lead did with like you know bruce tim and and you know like the people that he brought in to work on these mini comics back in the day who at the time were kind of nobodies and nobody really knew about um, it, it, I wanted to do that same thing, but like they're, you know, that never happened. And they're obviously they're doing mini comics now and they've got a team and they're, you know, very happy with what, you know, with whatever they're doing. So, I mean, you know, kudos to them. So that would probably be the people, if there was like a new attorney type thing that would be pinning it and doing it. Yeah. yeah there's so many opportunities and, you know, that's actually one of the reasons why I think PowerCon is successful because you really have this again, indie, indie kind of vision. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And like, you're one of the examples of how bringing fans in to actually do the book and, you know, create the material has really been a, a huge success in many ways. You know what I mean? So I, I, I guess a lot of people are just, as always, they, they, the people who missed it want to go. The people who went are now like, God damn it. <laughs> we were just there. You know what I mean? It's just absolutely crazy. One thing I did want to ask, though, sure. and again, this is just something out of left field. Uh, PAX is a is is, is a convention, a uh, video game yeah. convention. You know, yeah. you, you probably yeah. know them very PAX well. East and PAX East, and PAX East, and here, but here's the question: Now, they have PAX East, they have PAX West, right? And um, there, you know, this is this is an opportunity. Like, this is something where I think a lot. Some people are asking it already. Uh, would there be an opportunity later down the road to maybe do you know something? east coast and the west coast or maybe even as a lot of people mentioned something here up here north uh now you already said you don't want to cross the border but again there are avenues on, on ways that, we, that that can be mitigated well um, there's there's a big difference there whereas like you know pax west for example has a, a projected attendance of one hundred twenty thousand people true, true they they had the room to grow like they could be like okay let's do offshoots um we would have to I think we'd have a ways to go before we could even explore branching off and doing another show. Like we'd have to prove out and um, I'd have to, I would, I would only be comfortable exploring something like that. If we have about four times the attendance that we had sure. this past year. 
sure. you know, we, we need to get into a comfort zone and build something that people want to have in their places. And at the same time, to go back to what I was saying before, we also, they, they, people may already be satisfied with something they already have in their area. Kind of like going back to Joe Fest or, or Toylanta down in, you know, uh, Georgia, or, um, you know, it's like the different area shows. Like I, I don't want to step on, un, yeah. un, un, intentionally yeah. step on somebody's toes. Yeah. And yeah. there's the thing, right? The, 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 the impact that it has with, with, with other local events and, and yeah. the, the footprint. That's, that's I, I don't ever, I mean, some people are very, very competitive by nature and they, they're like, we're coming in to dominate. We're going to crush this other show. I, I don't, I believe in coexistence. Yep. Um, and like, I never want to, to negatively impact. I, I definitely don't intend to, if we've ever done that, but it's like, I, I don't want that. You know, I don't want to ever go someplace and it be negative for a, 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 a beloved local show sure um if it's not too early is there anything you can tell us about 2025 at all if you if you've already sort of you know had a not like because sometimes sometimes things get themed mm -hmm. you know what i mean like some some sort of ideas that uh that you are looking to in the future or guests that you might want to invite uh so maybe even a uh mm -hmm. I, I, let's do it this way because i know there's very there's very very rarely do you actually have any plans this far out but is there any sort of um you know, uh, dream, dream guest. You'd like to, you'd like to show up the back on one day. Dream guest. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> Michael. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Michael is like, that's who I was going to invite out. Um, <laughs> you got the big toy habits theming on the whole. Absolutely. Show and it's a, you can um, play the themes while we come out. <laughs> I've always wanted entrance music. So there I was say, that's going to be your ring entrance. Yeah. You got to come down. <laughs> oh yeah. The ring. Yeah. Absolutely. What's going to be your finisher, Michael? What are you going to do? Red Hearts is available. <laughs> I can pull it up. I can pull it up right now. No, you already have a tag team partner. Hey. Poor, poor Brett, man. That guy is one of the best technical wrestlers team. of all time, an amazing yeah. wrestler. But man, he is he complains a lot these days, doesn't he? It's like thank you. He's, he's all old, he does old. is whine like get over no, it. All right. I wanted to ask a question. I mean, I get it. Yeah, you know, he's got every right to great. complain, but yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um, so obviously PowerCon in the past has been extremely Motu centric, right? That was the theme of PowerCon. I love that it's blossomed into this really cool, more centered on independent toy companies. Um, I think it's fantastic because it allows all these independent companies to showcase their new products and they're, they have so much incredible stuff. But can we ask, like, how that transition happened? Because uh, sure. it's really interesting that it's it, kind of shifted focus. It was, it was weird. <laughs> um, so we we always knew like when we started PowerCon, yeah. I mean, believe it or not, I mean I, I called it PowerCon because mm -hmm. the word power isn't unique to just He-Man. You know, it's like as yeah. like it's a word that you can apply to it, but it can also apply to other brands out there. And uh it's and Jeremy forum, right? So yeah. Exactly. So Jeremy I just there's noticed the, the the glasses that Ken put on. I just like caught that all of a sudden. Like, where'd that come from? Where's your towel, um, Ken? <laughs> and I can't see without my real glasses, so we'll just leave it with the best there. We'll just take the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be glasses <laughs> off for now. <laughs> the best there ever will be. Oh man. We don't want any sharpshooters from you tonight, sir. <laughs> so it uh it uh it, it was um it was interesting because like I, I went into it creating it with the potential to to be more than than any one brand yeah. and um like i said jeremy duet put together a great video that that showcased that like it showed power and how it was used mm -hmm. in so many different instances um but you know we we have a love for he-man and we, we were happy to have a focus on it and um 
we did the show in 2011, 2012, 2013, we added in turtles. And after that, I, I realized like a show like this, that's brand individually brand focused will not thrive without some sort of exclusive support. So yeah. after 2013, believe it or not, they, the shows weren't doing well enough in Los Angeles mm -hmm. to continue. And a lot of people don't know that like the attendance was good if it had been a much smaller venue but and that's my fault because i always shoot for more and i was investing a lot into it and i could not continue to invest mm -hmm. what i was investing for the type of show i was putting on with the attendance mm -hmm. we were getting so we said all right i was like i was like i'm, I'm essentially done at this point but let's go ahead and try new york because i talked about doing new york and i forewarned fans ahead of time i said look if we try new york mattel's probably not going to make it Tickets are going to be more exclusive, more expensive. We're going to have fewer guests because so many are in California. But, you know, yeah. we'll try it. And sure enough, as we were going along, it it was clear it was not going to do, not going to do well. Yeah. You know, the vendor interest wasn't there. The tickets were not selling. Mm -hmm. So I pulled the plug on it before it got too bad. And after that, I went to Mattel and I told them, mm -hmm. I said, look, I said, just a heads up. I was like, I'm done. You know, I'm not doing this anymore. You know, we've we've asked for exclusive support. We need that to do yeah. a show that's focused on these particular brands. So unless you offer it to us, you know, I'm done. And I sent that email as a last gasp because like, I was like, yeah. all right, they're, they're just going to write back and say, well, go, go stick it up your rear end. We don't care. Um, and they didn't. Um, it was, uh, I believe it was Mark Morse that, that wrote back and said, wait, let's talk. And okay. we talked. And next thing I know, they lined up exclusives for us to have into that which yeah. became the 2016 exclusives mm -hmm. and that allowed us to grow the show and invest the things yeah. in there and to make it what it was and then super yeah. seven came in with 2017 2018 and then the license went back mm -hmm. and mattel came in there and mattel and this this sounds negative i don't mean it negative mattel is yeah. uh you know they're very controlling over what they want to do they have a particular vision oh, yeah. a particular direction what they want to do and with 2016 with Mattel, we had input on what we were going to do. Like, this is what we need for exclusives. We think this will work. Yeah. This won't impact your bottom line. And that's what we did. With 2017, 2018, we were able to do the same thing with Super 7. Brian and Josh were real cool about it. They let us propose yeah. what we want to do. We went through part reuse. We did creative refreshes. And we created exclusives that we felt would sell really well is lower mm -hmm. run exclusives. With 2019, yeah. Mattel came to us and said, this is what you get or nothing. And yeah. it's like, oh, okay. So yeah. we no longer have any input on exclusives. And that's mm -hmm. because they had a specific direction on what they wanted to yeah. do. Um, so it's either, you know, you, you, this is what we can give you or we can't give you anything. So it's like, okay, I guess that's what we're doing. We're doing that. So we had some classics there and the Shira, I think there was a, the mm -hmm. Shira 12 inch variant. Um, yeah. I, I forgot what else we did in 2019 and 2020, I believe, I don't even remember anymore. Was that origin stuff? Well, actually, I, yeah. no, we, I don't remember. We, we wrote a whole article chronicling all of the Parkonics. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. So you know better yes. than me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Michael, I know because I, I, I used it as show notes for a podcast one time. So thank nice. you. Nice. <laughs> I think 2020 was uh, was, uh, was all the origin stuff, like the, the Horde, the, the, the Horde 4 pack. And 2020 the, uh, pack. Yeah. Oh, is that that one? Yeah. And yeah, then 2021 20, was when it, when it when it when it got stuck on the container and it didn't make yeah. out of the ship. Yeah. yeah, that was that yeah. was the one. Yeah, good times. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it was. But that was it. And then um, 
mm-hmm. what they were doing, they were doing something. And I'm, I'm always, I, I always preamble a lot because I'm always worried that people will take something I'm saying and twist it into a negative. I don't want anybody to do that because it's like business yeah. is business. Mattel is a very complex engine. There's a lot of gears mm-hmm. going. I'm not privy to what's going on there. I don't know why they make some of the choices they do. There's there's reasons beyond my pay grade that I will never be privy to. Um, and I have to trust what they're doing because there's a reason. It's, even though sometimes those choices may be frustrating, there's there's a reason. Um, and so like um, they were they were I let them know. I was like, look, you know, we're trying to, to develop this and build it. Um, we need to be able kind of like when you when you license something. Um, as a licensee, like you do a comic book or you do apparel or you do stickers or whatever it is, licensing agreements tend to be three-year contracts um, that allows the person to be able to do a forecast, to plan for a launch, to plan their product accordingly, to be able to know how to target the different saturation that they want, to be able to not Mm -hmm. do too much, but to be able to accomplish enough that generates enough profit to make the license worthwhile in a period of time. So with the convention, I went to Mattel and told them something very similar, which is, you know, we're we're trying to build something here. We're trying to get Mm -hmm. to a place with the show. So I'd really, you know, they wanted to enter into an agreement. And I said, well, I'd like this to be at least a three-year agreement. And then the agreement came back and it was an annual contract. And I said, okay. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, that's, that worries me a little bit because like, yeah. that means I don't know what's going to happen next year. You know, so it's very yeah. hard for us to build something. They said, well, you know, we'll, we'll we revisit this for 2020. So 2020 came along and mm-hmm. it was another annual contract. And, and I was like, okay. I was like, look, you know, I was like, I, the, you must have a reason for doing this, but keep in mind, again, I'm, I'm trying to, yeah. to build something. I'm trying to build to what you're doing. It would be nice to be privy to what your plans are so I can plan around it. So we can build specifically to what, where you want to go with what you want to do. And Mm -hmm. they wanted to do that, but I guess, you know, for some reason it didn't pan out that way. So 2021 comes along and it's another annual contract. (laughs) And and so I, I, 2021 was in well into um, what was going on and we got to pre-sales. And pre-sales took place, I want to say it was April of 2021. It was sometime around that, April, May, something like that. And right mm-hmm. after it, I went back to Mattel with the, the the department we had to work with. And I said, okay, I really want to do this right. And we really want to plan accordingly. But the annual contracts have us very nervous because we, we just, we can't invest in making this right Mm-hmm. doing it annually like this because we're, we're always have to just kind of hope and pray that, you know, we can, we can do something. I was like, if I, if I have three years, we can shoot for different guests. We can shoot for how we're going to escalate, like what we have at the show, how we're going to expand it, those sort of things. And they came back and that's when they told me, well, unfortunately we can no longer give you action figure exclusives. And I said, well, guys, I was like, I was like, so you, not only can you not do a long-term contract, but you can't even give me exclusives. I said, I can't do a He-Man show. And they're like, well, we want you to do a He-Man show. Like, we can give you other things. I was like, well, what can you give me? And they said, well, we can give you other items. I was like, well, for example, what? And they're like, well, T-shirts. And I said, look, I was like, that's cool. I was like, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I could never sell enough of one t- different types of T-shirts to, to get close to the profit from one action figure. Yeah. I was like, it's, yeah. there's just no way I can't generate enough residual income to supplement the show. It needs to be done. 
And I said, you know, is, is there anything we can do? You know, can you go back? Can we talk about it? Trying to work it out. And unfortunately, the answer was still no. And I was never given a clear reason as to why my basically what I what I pieced together on my own is that it was because they really were focusing on Mattel Creations. They really wanted to build that as a brand hub, have people mm -hmm. come there for for news, for exclusives, for I guess potentially like streaming events they were going to do. And um, I said, well, you know, I'm sorry guys, but I can't I can't do it. I can't do a He-Man focus yeah. show without it. And they said, well, yeah. we understand. You know, we, we wish we could and, you know, we wish you the best. And that's when we're like, okay. So we hit the ground running immediately before the 2021 show even happened uh, in Anaheim. Yeah. And we were already planning it to be in Columbus as a, well, originally Chicago, um, as a uh, multifaceted uh, toy show. And it was kind of sad yeah. for me because no one knows this. Like, one was, I talked about it a little bit already, but like, you know, the show's going on in 2021. I see all these happy faces and they're coming up to me and telling me good things. And I'm sad because I know, like, I'm like, this is the last uh -huh. team man focused one, you know, and I couldn't tell anybody that, you know, I, I couldn't say anything to them. But if you sign a three year contract, would I guess everything changes yeah. or? Yeah, it would, it would definitely change. It'd be a huge game changer because yeah. it's like, mm -hmm. it gives you the flexibility. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. To plan accordingly, to mm -hmm. to be able to forecast, to to work with them on where they want things to go, to make sure your programming and your guests fit their vision and where they're headed with entertainment or product. And yeah. uh, without that kind of long term agreement, it's very difficult to make it because every year you're just scrambling to put put yeah. pieces into play. You know, it's like and so oh, I shows, see. Yeah, it's like and some some conventions feel like that, and I'm not I'm not. I'm not knocking any conventions and I'm not going to name any names, um, but you can, you will see that you'll see some conventions out there. that are sort of like a pop culture show and there's no a semblance or reason for why they have who they have as guys. Hmm. It, it becomes very yeah. clear that they just took whoever they could get for cheap or whoever crossed their path. And I was like, mm -hmm. I never want PowerCon to be that way. I want PowerCon to have a message and be focused and for people to, when they come, they have an idea of what they're going to expect and what they get. Yeah. And, um, you know, that's that's really important to me that it, yeah. that it have that. And I, th I think right. that it really does reflect in in the in the audience that you've built, the community that you've built, and and you know the toy tubers who really feel, you know, I, I, I'm not, I hope I'm not speaking alone, but feel that uh, it's a really great place to be, and and we we hope yeah. that uh, 2025 is definitely going to be just as good, if not better, than, than their years previous. Um, yeah. You know, guys, uh, I want to thank Val for 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 coming on tonight. It's been it's been amazing, Val. Thank you so much for for taking some time. I know it's like, it'll, for you and me. It's oh, are, like, we, are we wrapping up? No, no, we're not wrapping oh. up. I'm just, I'm, I'm just uh, thanking you right now, and I'm saying I've like still you got know, seven hours in the tank. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can go as long as you want me to go. Yeah, no, no, it's it's, it's good, it's good, uh, um, and and we're we're happy. We're more than happy. You you don't have to leave. It's definitely it's definitely. I just wanted to thank you right now and and say thank you for. For bringing this amazing convention you know to to light for us i mean like honestly as you know i'm a huge uh, master universe fan and i've heard legends of the power con uh i'd never ever gotten a chance to go and then all of a sudden you know what we got locked down and i was like the next time we have a chance i'm going and you know that everything all the stars lined and bam we were we were there right it, so for me it was just an incredible and i i said it when i was talking to you that day it's like a religious experience for me like it was, <laughs> it was absolutely amazing and i'm i'm i, I hold true to that well, yeah. um, I, I love know. hearing Jay's stories about how you got to meet fellow toy tubers in person and oh. the camaraderie and just 
The, the fact that it was it was a big show, but it wasn't like too big where that you couldn't really like enjoy the time yeah. with people and enjoy the vendors and have more one-on-one conversations. You know, Ace was there from Ramen Toy, which was great. Um, all the, the toy tubers were out there and you got to meet people and take the time to actually like enjoy the convention with them. So I think it's great. Like the, the size that it is, it's great that it's growing, but it's really nice to have also that kind of intimacy of still being able to uh, enjoy the convention floor. I can confirm thinking. without yeah, a shadow of a doubt. I can confirm without a shadow of a doubt that Lawrence is taller in person. Okay, so I, I can confirm that without, with, without without an absolute shadow of a doubt that, that Lawrence is. <laughs> you know, it, it really was amazing. You know, and like, you know what? Uh, no, no, he's 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 like wait. Who's that? Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm kidding. We're, we're like you he's know, actually we're six foot seven. It's just person. a running joke. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mess with Lawrence. He's he's got those pipes. You know, Jesus Christ, I got oh, yeah. first time. It was, it was, it was, it was a frightening. <laughs> Yeah, that's Jeez. actually we'll take it down. <laughs> ma magical is the way that I would describe like just attending. I like I've only attended one PowerCon in 2021, and I was mm -hmm. it was like overwhelming and emotional just to be there with everybody who is like you because nobody else gets us. <laughs> like, well, it's, yeah, I know. It makes yeah, me sad right? in a way because it's like like you guys mm -hmm. got to come to that and, and feel that family vibe that came out of the the Masters Focus show. But mm -hmm. I, I really, I really been trying to keep that going with what we're doing because simply, as I, I've said, so many of us don't just collect peanut. You know, there, there's so yeah. many other toys, and like once you get people in there and you get people together and they share yeah. not just a love of one brand but a share of like their love of all brands, you can continue that vibe. Mm -hmm. And 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 I have to say that I'm very very lucky that as a whole. The, the attendees and you know people that have come to PowerCon have been by far amazing people. It's Absolutely. it's a very friendly bunch, a very welcoming bunch. You know, some shows I, I can't always say that about, but it's um it, it's it's just a good bunch of people. You yeah. know, like it's, yeah. it's you don't have any of that online drama nonsense. You know, you can get together and even if you 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 have a disagreement about something because you're talking face to face. It's very clear how you mean it, and you're not trying to get the fisticuffs over it you know it's a uh, you know you shouldn't be fighting over toys for crying out loud it's like yes. you know, no you know what i don't want to get into, I, I don't want to get into that ball of wax because the lauren lawrence and i are about to freaking like we're, we're about to go cuff the cuff right now no. this is a, i can't believe you said Look. that just literally <laughs> lawrence you want yeah, to say I mean, anything I, you're, you're you're you look like you're itching to say something it's just crazy talk it's just crazy talk. Look. I, I thought look, we should I mean, all be fighting if, over toys. Look, if we can get a wrestling ring for 2025, then since that's when we're pushing this, I, you know, I mean, Pixel Dan stole my pen after he signed somebody's book. I'm gonna oh, no. have to. You didn't ask for hey, it back. He's a he's a wrestler. Just body slam him for it. You know, that's, that's right. right. Oh, that's that's what I'm walk saying. right up and, and give him an RKO. I'm starting the Ostradamus well, Toys beef with Pixel Dan because I want my pen back. <laughs> it was a very expensive oh pen from D13, all of a dollar. And now Ken and Lawrence need to have it out to see who tapped. Just give him a spinner out of nowhere. Oh my gosh, that's great. I love it. You know, all, all Toy 2 beef settled across PowerCon. Yeah. It'll be a great, great show. Killing me. It's a, if, was, and if, if I may step on, on t uh, out, of, out of turn for a second, I saw that you flashed up um, Michael Blobe there. He was he was saying something really nice. Um, and, uh, and 
I want to well, you know give a thanks to him because Mike helped with every single power con that was in California oh, wow. and became like wow. one of my most reliable wow. guys to, to help out. I mean, he's like, he's that's cool. Such, such a nice guy and such a, just you know, for no reason at all, such a hard worker, like that never said no to anything. I, I felt like I could just make up crazy things to do just to see if he would do it, but I didn't do that. But I mean, he's just, you know, like he was like an example of like people that come out of our community that are really genuinely nice, that want to help that, uh-huh. you know, and you know, just awesome. couldn't couldn't do the show without people like you know Mike, Michael helping out. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Michael Michael brings up a good point. I'm sure Val would like to see it credit, but I feel the part of what makes PowerCon PowerCon is the fact that it's not a huge credit. Yeah. Show, right. I don't go to San Diego Comic Con more because it's. I don't. This is I don't true. want it to be like that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and th- th- this is true. Like when you're accept- when everybody knows this when you're at because I, uh, the, for those of us who've been there, it's like this. At, uh, at 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 San Diego Comic Con, you literally are are trying to get to where you're going, and you're literally like sardines. It's absolutely insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know, mm-hmm. co- going to PowerCon was a real big fresh uh, you know fresh breath of air because you actually had yeah. room to, to move and and uh, for mm-hmm. toy tubers it's amazing because we can actually shoot the stuff and not have to worry about <laughs> squeezing in between other. It's just crazy sometimes. It's well, it, some venues like you were talking about. Um, mm-hmm. One of the things that you learn about, which I'm sure you you know about as well when your journeys is um when you when you have when you're in certain places like hotels um, or certain ballrooms if you're under a certain size you're allowed to have uh aisles that are eight feet yeah and that's what will make shows feel more congested in our and sh- our show aisles in california for most of them were eight feet until like i think like the last two shows we had to go up but like convention centers, I think it's like a, a requirement. They, they're 10 feet aisles. Yes. So it's, they always feel it's surprising how much more room you get by adding two feet mm-hmm. in those aisles. Yeah, but mm-hmm. some, some conventions, you know, uh, will actually push that depending, oh, on, will? depending on how many. Yeah, they will, depending on the vendors and depending on the state. Because there are certain, you know, certain states uh, that allow it for and, and provinces and other locations do do a lot. They, they, California didn't play. I tell you what, we have fire, mm-hmm. fire marshals on site every oh, yeah. show. I, Oh, yeah. I was just and about to say the fire codes are probably, um, you know, mandating that. I'm an architect, so that's why I can speak to it. But yes, yes, you know, absolutely. All right, yeah. so, so 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 Jay, because you talked about the toy tuber beef, I'm just gonna go ahead and you know what I'm gonna show here. Um, around the time of the uh, around the time of um, the Judge Steve Harvey episode there with uh, toy anxiety and geek dad life, just as a prank. I never did it, but I was gonna post gotcha. this on 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 everywhere, <laughs> on Facebook, Instagram, absolutely everywhere. And it's specifically me looking intense because I never look like that, and you looking unassuming, and uh, and then totally like, hey Ken, what's going on? What did I do wrong? And uh, looking in the back of the thumbnail. Yeah, you probably purposely picked one where you looked really, really worried, and I, I looked really worried down. actually, and, and and I looked pissed off. That's a great right. clickbait, sir. Ken, Ken yeah. turned heel. <laughs> that's that's my heel turn. There you oh, go. Ken, how many how many fake thumbnails <laughs> do you do of people? You sent me. Like, he has two to be ready. Me for... and you. So yeah, in your he's... case, in your no, case, no, no. I was I was drinking. In this case here, I was not. I was not. I was not intoxicated whatsoever. The one of you and me with did Bret Hart tap? I was legit thinking about asking that. That no, that doesn't make much of a stream. I should just ask Lawrence to do something else. You know what I mean? Anyway. Hey, hey, Jay, that's a really awesome website. You All right. Have. So how? I was, yeah. I was. I was gonna say. 
I was gonna say, uh, since since everybody's got another half an hour in them, uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about some some because we're talking about exclusives anyway, right? Uh, and the difficulty and the the logistical aspects of them and every everything in between. Um, I, I do I do have to wonder, and this is not a jab at anybody specifically. Okay, this is just this is just you know things that do that do tend to happen. Um, exclusives have started to become uh, a bit of a thing right now. Uh, anywhere from GI Joe to uh, to uh, um, uh, what's it called uh, Mattel. Okay, just mm -hmm. just putting it out there. Um, a you know, thing or an, or an issue? Sorry, it's like you said, they were coming a thing. Well, they've been a thing for a long time. You mean like a bad thing? Well, th 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 things are starting to like a lot of people are starting to question certain things, right? Like, oh. uh, I'm looking for it right now. It's, it's yeah, uh, it just keeps going. Anyway, this is an amazing website. It's called toyhabits.com. If anybody hasn't seen it, it's a great site. Uh, I definitely that. give them a like and a follow. Tell them, tell them that we all sent them. Um, <laughs> my but, favorite line. Absolutely. No, hey, Jay, here's a, here's a tip, by the way. If there's anything you want to find on the website, if you scroll all the way to the top, by the Toy Habits logo, there's a little magnifying glass, and you can know, type in the topic and it'll what, pop up. What are you looking um, for, Jay? Wow, I wonder when they invented those. I'm looking for the Crimson. The Skeletor crimson, set? You just passed it. Go up. No, no, the Crimson. The Crimson. Um, oh. Oh, the Crimson set. That's why. Just type in. Type it in, yeah. in, the, uh, in the search queue. Yeah, I think it's on the homepage. We have so many new stories in the last... Three days. It's okay. Just, there's a there's a little magnifying glass right over the toilet. No, 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 I know, I know. It's, it's, I know, I know. It's okay. We we can we can start we can start with we're we're still talking about Motu anyway. So okay. we'll, we'll we'll start with the scalibration. So uh, I know that the that Val was wondering where the hell I was going with that. Um, yeah, I also want to know what's up with scalibration because somebody asked me the other day, like, "Hey, is this a real thing?" I'm like, "No, I, somebody just made that up. I don't know what that is." <laughs> yeah. He announces back in February and nothing <laughs> happened. I did a whole scalibration speculation article, and uh, nothing right. happened now until October. So, <sighs> coinciding with Halloween, I guess. It's basically Mo Tuesday redo. <laughs> oh, it is actually. Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. The so one year uh, I think, after. Yeah. This the scalibration is basically so. So Heman had Heman had twenty twenty two, and now Skeletor basically is one upping Heman mm -hmm. for twenty twenty three. I think that's yeah. actually the way they're 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 positioning it. So. Yep. One of the one of the things about uh, this particular exclusive is I'm wondering where the heck this came from. Uh, does anybody know? Val, you might know, but does anybody know what V Friends is? Because I I, I am completely what? in the dark about what V Friends is. V Friends. V Friends. There's a there's another article that's got the V Friends. Yeah, I, I'm actually gonna bring. It, I'm actually gonna go ahead and bring it up. So MattelCreations.com because it's still there. Um, mm -hmm. This today, too deep even for me. Yeah, to, 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 today there was a huge drop. Uh, well, I, I guess depending on who you are, there was a huge drop today about um, the exclusive V Friends and Skeleton and Motu Skeletor Skilled Skeleton Two Pack. And I remember when this first dropped, I was actually very very excited. And the reason I was excited was because this is the first time I think we've seen a a filmation Skeletor, but with filmation style heads. And what, I'm, what do I mean by that? I mean that he's actually got emotes. Like he actually looks like, like he did in the, in the actual filmation um, uh, cartoon. He's even got like a. Scream there. Yeah, he's he's even got, he, yeah exactly exactly. Um, he looks like he looks like Ghostface. Yeah, that's yeah. what I would say. I can't not see it. I, I keep looking at it going. Yeah, he's Ghostface basically. Right, but. This is my problem, okay? And I think that this is actually what why it's still available for pre-order. And I'm, I want to ask the I want to ask anybody if they feel the same way I do. 
the problem that I had today, and I made a video about this, unfortunately, I really want this. I really do want this set, but I don't want this. Uh, right. Because I exactly. don't know. It's, 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 no, I, I thought you said. Are you kidding me? That thing glows in the dark? That's what I want. Like, like, this. this is the reaction okay. I want. But this is the reaction I wanted. Some people yeah. are gonna love this. Some people are gonna are, are gonna hate this. And some people like me are just like, "What the heck is this?" Yeah. this well, it's it's. This? I, I thought you were saying something else. Like I, V friend V friends is is um. My understanding is there another one of these uh the boutique type companies that does like a lot of art type yeah. stuff that yeah. mix like uh different things together with like you know art and toys and entertainment and music and all this stuff. Um, it, it, you see Mattel Creations doing this a lot. Like they've really sort of jumped into sort of the art boutique scene. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's like, and I think they're just trying to, I don't know. I, my, my guess is that they're just trying to cross promote into different audiences where they feel there might be, I don't know, money to be made with speculation and investment maybe. I don't know. That's a guess. Total guess. And, and I, I think that's probably true because what, uh, and you know, just to further on that. Oh, and NFT. Of, okay, sorry. They've done, oh, yeah, right. done a lot of collabs. They've done a lot of collabs with a lot of uh, artists, right? Um, they did like a chocolate uh, versions of the Masterverse figures with mm -hmm. a very popular artist at one point. Mm -hmm. They also did, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, a, Mad a Madsky. Uh, version mm -hmm. of Skeletor and yep. and I think it was I think it was Battle Cat, Battle right? Cat. Mm -hmm. They've done some crazy activations. Okay. Yeah. Here's here's where here's where this one gets to me though. If you're going to use Motu as a as a as a platform, right? To 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 get this to get this going, right? I think you need either more lead time or you need some something else to sell me on this because as cute as this little guy is, okay. Trust me, as, as cute as this little guy is, I have no idea who he is. So the problem <laughs> yeah. is, the, the problem is, is cute, oh yeah, oh yeah. But the problem is, I want the freaking Skeletor, yeah. but I don't want to pay $45 for this, it, I, this, this is where it, I'm at. Jay, this was actually $56 once you get through tax and shipping. Oh. $56, because I had yeah, it in Jay. my cart. I was this close to. I was like, eh, I don't know. Should I order? Should I not? I, I, I actually sold it. I was torn. I this. What was the What's the packaging presentation like on it? Do they have pictures? Of it? It's actually nice. really nice. It's okay. really you know, really nice. Yeah. They just dropped all of the filmation cartoon figures on Tuesday. You can get the single carded. There's the Skeletor figure for for twenty bucks. Tiny. And he looks great. He's almost exactly the same. You don't get the swappable plates. Yeah. And you don't get the like. Sparkly purple, you know, loincloth and chest armor, but it's almost the but same. There's, there's, there's the other problem. Timing. Yeah. Yes. Timing. You got, yeah. you got, you got to give a space. Yeah. Right. Why? What incentive do I have now to buy this? Other than the cool faces, because I love those freaking faces. What else do I have? Because honestly, the other ones coming up in a couple of weeks, or you know, shipping, shipping, God Wait, knows when. Actually, or, 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 Jay, or, or where these, really where these two find it in like some the, god awful. <laughs> Single-carded one gets released at the end of the year, and this V Friends version, I think, ships sometime late February. Oh, so God. you wouldn't even get it before the oh, other edition. I mean, that's that's, like, that's okay. I'll problem. pay more money so I can have a Skeletor faster. That, that's that's yeah. the problem with our hobby now, right? I mean, things yeah. from the crowdfunding and everything have gotten to be so expensive. Like people <laughs> are starting to have to cherry pick more and more and more. And if you were a completionist as I was and had to stop collecting for that reason, because I can't yeah. stop the yeah. compulsion. Um, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it makes it almost impossible. It's, it's hard. Yeah. It's hard. Let, you know, let's go around the horn. Uh, uh, 
Lawrence, you don't even have a skin in the game on this one, but what are your thoughts? Like, like does this, this appeal to you at all? Like, Lawrence is a huge like... Motu fan. No, no, yeah. I, meant, I, meant, I meant V friends. I'm talking about V friends. I love <laughs> None of thing. us are really? V friends. I, that's the whole reason why I want it, but I'm not That's the whole reason why I wanted it. Because I'm not getting into the filmation. This is going to upset some people, as always. Whatever. I don't like the way the filmation figures look, and it made it made it made me look at them and go, "Oh my god, I didn't realize how bad they He's looked compared upset. to what we had as kids." Gotcha. Um, but I think what it is with that little V guy is that the scared glow glows so amazingly whenever I shut the light off in my kitchen that I want that little guy there too, mm. but I don't want to spend forty five bucks. Because yeah. if it gets Skeletor, then you got to get a He-Man to go with it. That's, that's and I already know how my brain works, and then I go down the go down that rabbit hole, and then I'm buying everything of the filmation. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to say that you weren't into into the Motios. I was like, I thought I thought you weren't going to get into the V Friends either, because I have no idea what V Friends is. Oh, well, I'm not going to get into it. I just really like that little guy. I think okay. he's awesome. Well, you know what? Then there, uh, you know, calling calling me wrong there. That was that was actually crazy. So, <laughs> um, will, you be, will you be my V Friend, Lawrence? <laughs> um, next question. <laughs> I just that, while, you had, him, while you had a big screen, I just wanted to see the blank look. That's all. I wanted to get the reaction. Perfect. Perfect. Like, you are my V friend. Pass. You are my V friend. Ken, are you? Are, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask this. I'm gonna ask this properly now because because I know I'm gonna get in trouble. Are you in? Are you into any of this? Like like, do you know any of the and what's going on here exactly? Like, do I know what Masters of the Universe is? No, no. Do you know what do you know what's going on with this with this, cross, with this crossover? These artists, like, do you know what's happening? Here? Not really. Like, it's it's a little out, a little bit out of my everyday purview. But um, that's why I come here, right? To fill the gaps on stuff, right? <laughs> <laughs> Pretend I know not along until you ask. You know, then you make Ken take the exam himself, and he just you know looks to copy off somebody else, right? So you know. I'll give you. Would, 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 you, would you, you buy go. this? Would you buy this? Would you buy this? No. No, I buy enough stuff. Lord knows. <laughs> uh, Oz, any comments? Uh, for me, honestly, right now, if I had the money, I definitely would have picked it up. I like the swappable faceplates for the Skeletor. I think that's kind that of a one-of-a-kind kind of thing, one-off for this version. I may be proven wrong later by Mattel. That's totally possible, and we know how they like to print money. So um, <laughs> they they may just do that more. Yeah. But um, I didn't know what the hell a damn V friend is. And I think that whole digital <laughs> toy craze thing is probably one of the stupidest damn ideas I've ever freaking heard. I could <laughs> rant on that for hours. And I have. This is allowed to be a hater screen. sometimes. You know, okay, man. look, I spread. Wait. So I love everything Wait. about toys. <laughs> There you but go. Making a virtual toy is really fucking stupid. <laughs> Isn't that Roblox? It's called plastic crack no, for that's, again. There, there you go. Like but, all a virtual toy is is one sprite from a video game. Whoopie. Are you talking more exactly. like like the, like the crypto toys kind of stuff? Yeah, the crypto. Yes, toys, the yeah. crypto toys, that kind of thing. I'm not NFTs as a whole. Just really seems N NFTs stupid. definitely has died considerably, but I think it's always going to be here. I think it's going to it be will down slowly over time and find like the people that invest with it, but. It that will. It'll research like this, you know. Yep. Like, well, let's face it. It's kind of like cryptocurrency. Everybody's investing into this one thing, and it builds up a whole bunch of following behind it. It's 
exactly what it sounds like until until the big players cash out then it becomes a problem yeah exactly what'll happen exactly but in Um, any case though i i enjoy the v friend portion of this like the actual physical toy i mean they made it glow in the dark so i was doomed to begin with it's my favorite (laughs) you know action figure thing i love glow in the dark stuff and honestly i like skeletons and skulls and stuff so i was all kind of about that but you know, this one, I just, it was kind of one of those things where it's like, you know what, though? I don't need it all. Yeah. I'm going to pass. Yeah, me too. I agree. Uh, Michael, any 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 thoughts? Yeah, it's very rare for me to pass on a figure like this. But I was going to say, I bought it. No, you didn't. Okay. <laughs> no, I didn't. I actually, I never had it in my car. I actually never went on a Mattel Creations today <laughs> or, or yesterday. But um, yeah, it's, it's basically, I was thinking about it, and the only reason that I would be getting it is to get the swappable faceplates for Skeletor, the little V-friend. I'm sorry, would give it, give it away or to somebody or just toss it in the recycle bin. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, you know, <laughs> it's funny, me and Michael had a conversation about this earlier, and I was like, usually I'm all about kind of being completist when it comes to Mattel Creations exclusives. And I passed on this because I was like, it's $56. I don't, I mean, the little skeleton guy's cute, but I don't need it. Um, am I really going to pay that much money for Skeletor for some extra space plates when I can get the regular one for 20 bucks? And I kind of felt proud of myself for kind of having some control and like skipping it. You know, like we, me and Michael were kidding around. We're like adulting because we actually didn't buy this one. one and I was like, oh, like, you know, pat on the back, but... I was able to, to walk past it and walk away. Yeah. <laughs> so as cute as it is, I was just like, you know, I can just do deal with the single carded Skeletor. I don't really need those extra swappable face plates. And um, yeah, I just, I ended up not buying it, especially when I saw the price tag at the end of the uh, shopping cart <laughs> mm. <laughs> right before you hit purchase. Um, yeah, it, it adds up with shipping and tax and all that. I'm like, I can get two uh single carded skeletors one to keep on card and one to open and it's still less money so to me it just wasn't really worth the price maybe if it was like 30 bucks or something like that 35 you know the, that right. little befriend skeleton i could have given away or <laughs> done without it but i i think if it was anybody doesn't want that yeah. Might as well take but, it. Can, uh, can I say something really quick about the yeah, price? I could have shifted over to you. <laughs> oh, wait. What, what's what's going on, Lars? Can I say something about the price? Because sure. Mattel doesn't make a lot of sense. You have this Moss Man that they put out for 40 bucks, which is the most overpriced thing, so much that Hella Dope Toys is doing their own little videos just so they can get their money's worth out of it. Then you get then you have uh Lady Slither show up for 35 bucks and it's well well has more than enough stuff on it you know just with the, the snake and everything and then you have this one that's 45 dollars, and it's like you're worse than hasbro right now with picking what your exclusives are gonna be like it's like someone's just throwing a dart at, at a dartboard and wherever it lands like that's the price i you know i was actually okay with the price for moss man only because I know the flocking process was probably really expensive and the execution of the figure was exquisite. Like we can't complain at all with how mouse fan turned out. I don't have them in front of me, but Oz, you had yours right there. Um, the flocking was perfection. All the joints were flocked. 
um, you know, he moved perfectly and, you know, kind of smelled a little bit like pine, but they really executed. Panthor was perfectly. the same price. I think it's, it's my favorite Moss oh, Man to date. And well worth, you know, paying, paying the 40 bucks for him. And he came in an incredible package, yeah. even if it was a Walmart exclusive. And I want to <laughs> thank our fellow collectors out there that helped me and Michael pick one up because we didn't find him in our area at all. Um, and you know Still who you are, so them. thank you for that. But but with that one, I think it was worth it. But when you release something for pre-order, the same two days or three days later of releasing a single card edition that's less than half the price, then that's where... <laughs> There's a reason that it's still up for pre-order and not sold out right now. That's all I got to say. Yeah, I, I, I think it has something to do with tooling uh, because, you know, uh, Lady Slither, there's oh, a yeah. lot of parts uh, with Lady Slither brand new. I, I think that with yeah. Mossman, the flocking is actually like, you know, they, oh, yeah. everyone's going to say, oh, you couldn't do like, you know, some people say, oh, you can't do vac metal. You can do vac metal. You can't <laughs> do flocking. You can do flocking, but, you know, there's there's a process oh, behind yeah. it, right? So mm -hmm. there, are, there are things behind it. And I don't disagree with you, though. Lawrence, I, th I think that there is something that they need to they need to figure out what you know they got they got to do something like Transformers, a deluxe is a deluxe, yeah. a Voyager is a Voyager, a a a, um, a leader is a leader, and a uh, um, a commander is a commander. You know what I mean? They're in really general until they cheat and then they make the leader oh, okay, the commander fine. class price. Yeah. But that's a whole other okay. discussion. Yeah, that's fine. Get it for the Transformers guy to literally knock me down. Okay, no, what <laughs> I'm trying to say is we try to get pricing uh, yeah. in a certain. <laughs> I mean, for crying out, they sold they sold Optimus Prime as a, as a, as a as a command as a, as a leader one time. Anyway, we're not going to get it totally into that. Let's just. <laughs> I just didn't want to split hairs today. Leave it to Lawrence to get us all of us to fight on something. Jesus, Christ. Lawrence gets likes to get us all riled up, like it's <laughs> animals to it. Val, do you have any? Do you have, do you have any thoughts on, on? Oh, on the, uh, the 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 friends exclusive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I I haven't bought anything in a very long time because i i mean all sincerity i put all my money in the power con because i'm trying to grow something so i have no expendable cash right. so i have to live vicariously through everybody like i mean seriously if you saw my collection in my house um you're looking at it i, I don't have anything i got nothing um we gotta, we, so got, we, gotta, it, we gotta send uh val some gifts i think well i got i've got i've got uh, classic skeletor which i opened when he first came out and then I've got Plasmar over here because David Igo um, from Tweeterhead sent me that guy. Mm. And I got Too Bad, which was a gift on my 40th anniversary oh, birthday cake. And then I got my painting of Gentleman Dragster, which Daniel Benedict created. 40th anniversary? Uh, 40th birthday. 40th birthday. Sorry. I might it's have like... said. Sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry. I, I think Val's begging for a, for, for, for a, a gift. A, a, no, 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 no. I don't, I don't need it. But it's, I, I'm all for anything that is different that might expose new people to it i i, I do it, it comes back to originally what i said before my my concern simply about cost and and, and being preventative for you know collectors to get as much as they want but then you know at the end of the day like that's a compulsion that each person has to manage on their own right i mean it's like you're not required to buy everything you don't have to buy everything and mattel's trying to diversify their offerings to reach new people so i think it's really cool if I had been collecting, it wouldn't really be the thing that I want to buy, but I'm glad that people that would like that have that option to get it. So trust me, there's so many cool things. Like like I would have a sail barge set up in here somewhere. And, you know, it's <laughs> like, I mean, there's just, oh my gosh, there's just so many awesome things coming out now. I'm just like, why? You know, it's like, yeah. it's, but it's just, I, I can't no. afford to get that. I'm, 
I'm I'm like you, Val, where I if you go in on a line, you have to buy everything. And I'm I don't I think I spend probably I'll buy a line 99% and maybe miss one or two things, but it, it, it's 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 hard because I want the I wanted the Haslab Ghost, but mm. there's nowhere to put it, so I bought yeah. it and it's just gonna sit in a box for a while. Same with the cat's lair. It's that gonna sit in the box. Monstrous. It's gonna be so yeah. big. I mean the I ghost was like you said, ghost was the, that's a it. big box, but yeah, the cat's lair mm-hmm. is gonna be oh, I love it. I'm, <laughs> I'm setting up a new house first? with a new toy room. She did <laughs> exactly why just, she did. just buy. Oh, okay. It's, it's I didn't seeing the pictures of the renovations. I <laughs> they didn't realize it was for that sole for that partial. Well, purpose. it wasn't for that sole purpose. That was a um an a side effect, I guess, of a, a uh, positive side effect of buying okay. the house. Okay. <laughs> I guess it had an ulterior motive because it had a like a double room where I can do a YouTube studio and a toy room next to it. Nice. Um that nice. helped that helped make my decision. <laughs> All right. So on, on exclusives, we might as well open up a can of worms here. Um, the Crimson Strike team, I think a lot of people were anticipating this until they saw the price. Uh, what is does everybody who has some thoughts on the Crimson Strike team? $90 USD for this for three figures and a bunch of accessories plus and and, and arguably the only figure in here is Baroness. I mean, if you really if you really break the whole thing down, is I mean, there is there any new tooling on this at all? Baroness no. is the only one no, with any real it. tooling. Like okay. she's she, she's she's got a two she's got two head sculpts and okay. hair. Mm-hmm. Her arms that are different. Oh, okay. yeah. But oh, those okay. are those lifted from another? Like, are, are they? Uh, is the tooling lifted for somewhere else? No, I, I think they're completely uh, new tooling for. Her arms. So basically, so you're, um, the, you're paying the, thirty per for mostly existing tooling with minor refreshes. Yes. Yeah, so, well, so, basically, so you're the, paying for one character. Basically. <laughs> I mean, like, so yeah. So I have a lot to say about this one. All right. Here and, we go. So okay, when the Viper two pack or the Viper three pack came out, it was ninety bucks, and I had a huge issue with it, especially when, and I know it comes with more accessories, but it's only one figure. And it's already a repaint of a figure to begin with. Um, they put it at 90. Then shortly after that, and I mean shortly, uh, Marvel ha- drops a three-pack of 75 for 75 bucks of uh, Bullseye, Daredevil, and Electra. And they're paying royalty rates on that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and then we saw it go on Amazon, go on sale on Amazon really quickly. So when they started dropping the, the other figures, you saw the price went down, especially like on the two-pack, they went 55. And again, if it's a two-pack, it should be like 45, not 55, considering that's the whole point of buying a multi-pack. Mm-hmm. So when the – what's the other three-pack that's coming out for? The, oh, um, the, the, the fire the team. team. Yeah, the fire team. Oh, right. the his team, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's 80 bucks. And that's, well, not newer figures, but those figures are bigger and bulkier. They have a lot of accessories. So I was really thinking this would come in at no, long, no higher than 80. But they went back up to their 90. Like, once again, someone just throwing a dart at a, at a dartboard. And the one thing the G.I. Joe team did do was Emily came out and said, okay, standard figures are 25 deluxe or 35. Um, animal animal companions are 45. Uh Small vehicles are fifty. Was it fifty-five? What, what's the fifty-five price point? 
Yeah, well, that, that's that doesn't make any sense either because I you know, think the two trouble bubbles that came out, maybe they're different prices. <laughs> yeah, and part of the reason for that, Lawrence, uh, this is just my opinion and thought, is the second trouble bubble, which was the Python Patrol version, was a Target exclusive uh, rather than just through uh, Hasbro Pulse. And Target has a much bigger MOQ, a lot bigger distribution than Hasbro does. So they were able to lower the production cost of it and lower the mm. actual retail price. Plus it was a repaint. So they weren't putting in new tooling. And so that made the production cost even lower as well. So the, the, that added the two factors that made it $45. So, so th this is why I think that it is. And if you look at when there was all the distribution issues, and they dropped the figures, right? They announced figures were going up to $25. Or even when they went hit the $22 or $23 part point, there was all these figures on that, that were that were supposed to come out, especially for Target. The Bats in the Alley Viper also, when they dropped them, they were supposed to be more expensive. Well, the figures have gone up, but when they purchased them originally, they were supposed to be at a $20 price point. Mm -hmm. So if you look at all those original yeah. Python they Patrol were. figures and... Um, uh, Tiger Force, they were still at like 20 bucks. Same with the Viper and, uh, and the Alley Viper. So I think what happened, in all honesty, was they had ordered this and they expected it to come out earlier, and it was a $45 price point. But when they did everything, Hasbro knew they could raise it, except for Target, Target already said, we're selling it at 45 And so they have to do the same thing. Was this Is this a Pulse item? So, um... Yeah. Okay. I well, mean, just well, from a layman, I mean, just for me, I mean, I just, you know, I see what you're talking about because, you know, they're selling it direct. So, you know, they're not selling it wholesale. So, you know, mm -hmm. their markup is artificial. They can do it whatever they want if this is a pulse mm -hmm. item. I mean, for me as a layman, I think this is a great looking set. I think these figures yeah. look fantastic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's, um, it, you know, it's, it's another factor to consider. It's kind of like how the Black Series, like for Star Wars, like kept going up in price. Um, you know, GI Joe fans are just like human fans. Where rabbit is, where rabbit is, rabbit is heck, but there's not as many of us as you think. And so, right. I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if we're seeing like classified production numbers going down, and and, and they're not going to reveal those numbers to us. So we have no way of knowing how that's going to offset like their cost of production in it. But mm -hmm. at the end of the day, it's all speculation, right? Mm -hmm. You know, it's 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 total total guesswork. They might be pumping this up to help offset some costs somewhere else on something you know it's tough to say, well, tough to say. that's a big ask though 90 bucks for that it's a but big ask the one thing about the yeah. gi joe that people don't realize what well, it's been told to them they just don't want to hear it like they don't want to believe it is gi joe is a small brand compared to marvel yeah star wars transformers yes. they only have the one product okay mm -hmm. They only have the classified. Everything else wasn't in the budget. That's why we don't have 118 scale. I mean, it's right there. Just no one wants to believe it. Um, it's kind of like Hooded Cobra Commander. The information's right there. You just don't want to believe it, even though it's been yeah. you know, proven. Um, so they're trying to catch up, starting off, because when classified started, as far as I'm concerned, when you looked at it, it was really like, all right, here you guys go. Just trying to do something with G.I. Joe. You felt like you felt like it's placating? Like just uh, Yeah. No, but yeah. once it started taking off, 
And Emily even called it in, uh, the little engine that could. And you're like, all right, well, you were the biggest product in the 80s. Like, you were the biggest toy in the 80s. Right? I mean, but once it started going, and again, everyone's like, why don't they just give us everything? Well, you know what? If they give you a $100,000 budget, and I'm just using that number. We know it's much higher. But here's your $100,000 budget for the year. If you make $125,000, your hope is that you take that $125,000, it goes back into the product, and now your budget is $125,000 for the, that year, and you hope you make $150,000. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what's happened with G.I. Joe, is you've mm-hmm. seen it go up and up and up. So some of these prices still don't make a lot of sense. Yeah. It's, it's it's all over the place. I mean, classified as a niche line, kind of like it, it reminds me a lot of classics in terms of that, mm-hmm. how it's being delivered and what it's done. I mean, I, I think it's definitely proven that, you know, there's definitely that following there for the G.I. Joe, that hardcore following. I mean, it's like I, you know, I've worked with Hasbro for 20 years now internally doing licensing art and, and concept design and packaging and stuff. And I've heard the grumbles over the years. Like they've they wanted G.I. Joe to come back um, so many times. You know, they tried a few times and it didn't work. What was the was it Sigma? What was the one? Sigma six. Yeah, I mean, they tried that didn't work. <laughs> You know, they've tried so many things and this renegades, yeah. It, it renegade well, renegade was like yeah. Um there's still that big underlying fear about the the violence and, and real life weapon aspect of it. Um there's a lot of it's not so much that you know the, there isn't a following for it, it's just that they have investors they have to worry about, there's a public image aspect they have to worry mm-hmm. about. And I think that classified has shown that well, there's still a very vested interest in this. But I think that's where a company like Valiverse has come in and been able to succeed because they don't have any of that hanging over them. They don't have investors to answer to. They can just do military. Because there's a, there's a huge audience for military toys. Yeah. There is. As a matter of fact, uh, Delta 17 is also uh, you know mm-hmm. looking to uh, to also uh, mm-hmm. bring out some wonderful figures uh, very, very soon. And yeah. Definitely. It'll land, in a, it'll land in the next month and a half, actually. Right. There. Wow. Congratulations. Um, so yeah. when you say they're going to land in the next month, does that mean they're all showing up in like D-Day ships and storming? Or... <laughs> so that's... It's storming yeah, like that's the... it's supposed to land on the coast here. And yeah, Steve's going to drive a truck halfway across the country and then cross so the border in... to ship everything with USPS. So yeah, it's going to be a bit of a stage <laughs> process. So, well, little... if uh, if the, if that oh, uh, if that three pack got people riled up, I mean, this one really got people just uh, absolutely. Oh, uh, oh, oh my geez. god! Here we go. Wow. <laughs> so, I'm the thing that gets me. Yes, the prices are huge, but I, like going back to the GI Joe Classified series just for one oh, second. Sure. It's the repaint basically they'll do a normal figure or a repaint and then the next wave they'll release that normal figure repaint or vice versa and i think they need to wait longer to do that yes this right. was a tooling yeah yeah but they, they already can, got it going that's they can wait they can, I agree. i'm not trying to disagree with you no, but no, that's no, the reason know. yeah um yeah, it just sucks. you know now we're getting night force tunnel rep we just got him Right. That's yeah, like Tiger Force Bazooka. Let me get regular bazooka in the next wave. So I feel like they yeah, should just seeing Tiger Force to yeah. me is amazing personally. Yeah. It's like, you know. Like I guess going back to price, like the the repaints, I know that they're never gonna do this, but they should cost less money, correct? Well, in theory, yeah, yeah, yeah and, and I, th- I think yeah. that the the um, Python Patrol Trouble Bubble is a really good example of that. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Like th that's an example where it actually went down in price by top about ten bucks. Yeah, right? I've never seen that. Before. Okay, no. Right. So, but yeah, in that same vein, we were just talking about the price of Mossman, where this Mossman figure <laughs> is all shared parts, alternate mm -hmm. head, armor, weapons, figure, the whole works. None, none of the difference. pack in items were new at all. It was all still not a single not a one single of them. Thing. Oh, all wow. of it's reused from previous Beast Man figures, and they still felt the need to charge as much as they did for Panthor. Well, the head is a slightly different sculpt, slightly. The mouth, which one isn't it, or is it that they painted it differently? His, his, they his painted this sculpt. differently from the original. The original Moss, yes, the original Moss man. They paint, they painted the middle of the mouth black so he didn't have yeah. the fangs. This uh, one, they gave him fangs. Can I say gotcha. something? You said yep. to bring in Moss man in, and all I saw was Helen Dope toys and hearing Ted's voice. Because you moved it in like you were shaking. <laughs> <laughs> that's, actually, that's a um, all the tea spilling that's the a, tea. That's a, that's a uh, um, what's it called? A, a Mr. Home Arcade move as well. He's always like the all, right. all, all figures are, like moving yeah, around like they're a drunker. <laughs> again, like you're essentially paying forty dollars for a really, really nice box. And flocking. and flocking. And although we all say flocking is really expensive, I actually talked to several people who do flocking. It's not that expensive. <laughs> not $40 expensive for a single figure. Yeah. Well, maybe the process today is more expensive in the way that the factories are set up. And they probably have to totally change their production run because now they're attaching flocking onto a figure. Um, and they're not like whipping it out like just you know um, molded plastic and paint out. Oh, agree. So agree. that that probably could have put a wrench in like the factory to change up the complete production, and that added, agree. I think, a huge cost. Yeah. Tac to Tac Toys with film says, "I can see the I, I can see what the panel is saying about the GI Joe repaints being spaced out, but at the same time, the Hasbro GI Joe team are spacing out releases and repaints allow them to do that. Mm -hmm. that's, so, yeah, that's, that's an interesting point. And I kind of want to add something to." the issue with the G.I. Joe repaints. And I don't think people would be as mad if they didn't put the numbers on it. If they did, yeah, they weren't yeah, all numbered. And then you have people like myself who have every single one of them and they're in a row, well, in a row as much as possible. Because I still keep the boxes. If all those Tiger Force and Cobra Island and Python Patrol and uh, Night Force, if they didn't have numbers, they probably wouldn't bother people. And I said before, like, I don't have a problem with all the repaints because we're still getting new characters. But I do understand that, I mean, people don't even have, you know, Tunnel Ray yet, and they, they're announcing the Night Force one. Yeah. Then you're looking at it going, is it that different? Yeah. Um, the yeah. whole Outback, we waited, waited, waited for that, that Outback, the uh, Tiger Force. A year and a half. <laughs> yes. Right. And then, like... Did the did regular Outback come first, or did he come like two weeks later? It was like he came right like after. a month afterward or something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. And that's not even mentioning the uh, the movie figures, which came out of left field. I mean, what the heck were they even doing in the line? <laughs> they just came smack dabbed in the middle of the entire classified yeah. line. Because what they want to do is they want to classify any figures that they do. 
So don't be surprised if you start getting like Sigma Six, Renegade. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, stuff like that. Like and it's I, all I love same numbered sequence. So mm. right, and I would love to see like the movie figures, like from the movies. The movies may be awful, but there were some really good characters yeah. in it. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, true, true. That also brings mm-hmm. up a point where like Marvel, Star Wars, and I mean, I guess even with the GI Joe movie figures, like they there's licensing and all of the, um. They basically have support of the movie houses for these things. So yes. yeah, the licensor, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. And uh, speaking of licenses, I mean this this thing is just killing me, man. Like, how do they justify one hundred ten, one hundred eleven dollars for three figures, blast effects? And how I don't much know. Does it I guess cost video for game, a stormtrooper? I, I don't know. I guess video games <laughs> are, more, are higher prices. I don't know. Like. I'd pay 110 Canadian, Jay. I don't know about you, but <laughs> Dude, I wouldn't pay 110 US. Uh, uh, over at GameStop, they were asking 190 for this thing. 190? So they can't even get the exchange rate right. No. They can't the exchange rate, this should be like 155 Canadian, not, not 190. 190. Anyway. That's not even before tax. We have 13% tax up here in Canada. So this thing is just absolutely ridiculous. Um Guys, what like how can we like what are we looking at here exactly? What happened here? Why $110 for three figures? I mean, $190 for, for the three crimson uh you know strike team was was kind of like ouch, and this one just kind of went o- above and beyond. I don't know. Because you're because you're getting this little like bass and blast effect. Yeah. So you're like, hey, we can charge another 20 bucks for this thing. You gotta be kidding. I don't know. So, That's a really good question, Jay. Actually, they're I was just thinking the and I think they're pushing too far. I was thinking along the same lines because if you look at the like the Viper three pack, it came with a gaggle of blast effects, um, and maybe maybe it's that. But like the stormtroopers are already made; they just repaint, they make yeah. those and paint them again. And if, I don't know if Star if Star Killer was ever made. Um, no, this is the first Star Killer. That's uh, why you're, you're paying one hundred and ten dollars for one figure. It's kind of like. <laughs> Well, it's kind of like the Baroness. The, the Baroness yeah. is really the, the reason why you buy the three-pack uh, for, for the Crimson Strike team. Yeah, and... yeah I like the Twinsies. <laughs> yeah, I, it's funny because like they have they did a really good job with the Crimson, the Crimson uh, uh, convention exclusives. So I think that's hitting a button. With oh, the, the one from a few years ago, yeah. Yeah, there was one in 2001, and then they did it with the updated like 25th anniversary buck i forget when maybe that's hmm. 2016 or 17 yeah but yeah i mean throw anything crimson on it and i will buy it pretty <laughs> much let's, pretty let's much. repaint the trouble bubble crimson <laughs> yeah but you know, this, that, that shadows trouble bubble there you go but is, is this is this pack out worth not like let, let's just no. go ahead and go around the no. horn is this pack no. out worth 90 like 111 dollars guys seriously no. No, no, no. I wasn't willing say yes, to pay. Absolutely not. I wasn't. I wasn't going to pay forty dollars for a line I actively can collect. And I love Star Killer. I love Force Unleashed. I'm not paying that much money to get two damn stormtroopers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wondering if maybe it's since it's not a crowdfunded one and it's a set price. I'm wondering just be. I wonder if it's just a limited production because I'm like, yeah, yeah. low, low. I mean, definitely think about it. Like, you know, Star Killer is definitely not got mainstream appeal. You got to dive into the novels right. and comics right. and video games that like really want that character. Mm-hmm. So, yep. I mean, I, I maybe 
No, I, I agree. Yeah. I'm just trying to pull a reason out of the <laughs> air at this point. He's, he's I mean, going to be a limited release. There's not yeah. much you can do with them. The only other way you're going to re-release them is to do like the variants where you would make a Jedi version of him as opposed mm-hmm. to like the more Sith Apprentice yeah. style. Um, yeah. But you're right. Without the hype of the media, the game right now, because mm-hmm. it's been like over a decade. Like mm. he's just not there. The demand's not going to really be there for most. Some people. will work, like, but those are the exceptions. Like a Darth Revan works quite well, as far yeah. as mm-hmm. you know. Like I just picked up Bastila Shan, but Knights of the Old Republic yeah. became like a multi-game franchise, right? But that's I think that's more the exception than the rule, you know. I I kind of like what the Black Series is doing with re-releasing figures that cost way too much money on the second market. So like their archive series is great, um, but. Yeah, I mean it's it's basically suffering from just repaint after repaint after repaint and rising costs, right? But the one thing Except no for one the talked about, <laughs> the one thing no one talked about with that three pack there mm-hmm. was uh, he has a screaming dukehead. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I mean that's worth like twenty bucks right there, right? We all love screaming duke. <laughs> Yeah. All right. I, th- I think Lawrence <laughs> Lawrence gets the win. All right. <laughs> I'm sold. <laughs> Lawrence, Lawrence wins the night. Lawrence wins that one. That was that, that was actually a really good point. It's, it's 431 <laughs> in Argentina right now. Sorry. Wow. I'll check it out. This cool comment from yeah. down the I'm Argentinian, it's, so that's really it's 332 here he, in Detroit. Up. <laughs> yeah, I, I got to be up in a few uh, hours, so, you know. Yeah. Cool, uh, Damo. All right, then let's 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 close it. Let's close this off on one of the hottest Spanish at this hour. (laughs) I I I get the hint. So let's close this off on one of the hottest property toy properties, uh, which baffles my mind. It really does. But you know what? I think I think the 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 reason Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles has survived so long with such reverence is that they continue to to evolve with their audience. You know what I mean? Like like. Every single generation of turtles has had something different, right? For us, it was you know the TMNT. Well, actually, if you really go back, it was it was Mirage first, right? So we had really violent turtles, and then yeah. they marketed it to toys and it became you know Playmates and 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 the um, uh, the cartoon turtles, right? And then the '90s and, and 2000s came around and they they evolved to a different types of turtles there. Then the you know and now we're, we've got like I think they're like we we got to the Nickelodeon. Type, type type of turtles the mm-hmm. movies came out hey you, okay now we know we're in trouble usual mike is actually awake and that's right oh. it's like tomorrow already for him <laughs> oh it's 2 32 p.m actually well, he's you know, in the future right now yeah yeah exactly he can he, he can actually pop in if we wanted to but what i wanted what, what i wanted to say is that i think teenage mutant turtles has sold like a ton of toys this year it's been absolutely bonkers what are your What are your thoughts, guys? Like, like, has anybody actually seen this? First of all, has anybody actually seen this movie? Like, is is, is this? Uh, something oh, my, my, my kids have. I haven't yeah. yet. I want to. I mean, I hear about it all from Dan, so I'm right. grateful Dan's not worried about it. I mean, I'm glad to see it. You know, because I mean, Rise Rise didn't do what they hoped. You know, that only lasted a couple no. of seasons, right? No, Rise Rise is disappointing, unfortunately. So I mean, but you know, they don't always hit it out of the park, right? But I mean, Mutant and Mutant Mayhem is really firing. You know, on all cylinders, and, and I think the line looks really awesome. Personally, yeah. I think it looks so. Yeah, nice. I think it's really cool. Like for for what they are. Uh, anybody else has seen it, or 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 their or my, my daughter's uh, oh, yeah? yeah, 
what, what are the impressions? Like, like what, what's what are what, what are what are you what are you hearing? Because <laughs> I've heard good well, things. My, I asked my daughter because like she's not into Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but she saw it with her friends. But she loved the movie. She wants to go see really? it again. Oh, cool. And that's and and that's a, a female demographic, which is yeah, which yeah. you know it's not. Yeah, it's I have, not I have two daughters, so yeah, yeah she's almost yeah, sixteen, so. Yeah, and it's not necessarily aimed at, at female demographics, right? right. I mean, like, it's so that's good. That's a good thing. Cross, you know, that, that type of thing. Yeah. Uh, Oz, Lawrence, uh, um, uh, Ken, any, 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 any thoughts no, on that? I, I've never been a turtle guy, so and I'm glad because there's too much to buy. <laughs> yeah, oh, that'd be so bad. But there's a lot of lot of turtles toys. I'm learning that firsthand. And, <laughs> and you know what? Yeah, uh, we were on Oz's stream on last Saturday and. And Ace from Ramen was there, and he actually he dispelled the the myth that I thought that the moment you start a toy company, you instantly get a turtle line. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, he's, he's he's just getting into it now. Yeah, it took him a while. It took him a while. And, I, oh, I yeah. thought you start. I thought you said I'm starting a toy company, and like magically there was a just a contract for a turtle line. Playmates was sending him the license, but Mattel sent a cease and desist, don't, don't and he's still trying to figure off. out okay. how. Um, that works. I'm joking. <laughs> no, I joke. I joke. You I know. still have PTSD with the whole turtle prophecy. Yeah, so it, oh it was oh, funny yeah. because there was that cardboard cutout of a turtle, and Toy Story was just like, "I'm not touching that." <laughs> like, just stay no, away from no. turtles. Period. Yes, that's a good idea. I love. Well, I love. I love this line. Um, the, yeah, if I it's agree, turtle yeah. mode two, I'm not touching yeah. it. Okay, um, so so question. Question: Since nobody's seen this, right? Since nobody's seen this, are we to infer that all of these mutants were like kids when when, <laughs> when they, they they actually grew up? Is that I what is that what I'm looking at here? I I haven't gotten to see the movie yet, only just because I've been so busy. Um, but I think it's more of like kind of an origin story and how they came about. And I and again, if I'm mm. wrong, I apologize because I haven't seen the film yet. But um, that's why it's kind of talking about like when they were. I guess adolescence or whatever, and how they probably became the but, mutant, you know, yeah, but, villains but, but, that I mean, they are today. All, all of these yeah, mutants cute. were kids. <laughs> like, like this is what but, I don't understand. Like, and all at the like same time, they're so cute. You know, they they like, like Muppet Muppet babies, babies, right? You remember those? Well, I was just gonna say <laughs> yes. we're getting TMNT babies, and there's gonna be yeah. this nanny that you never see from the new. <laughs> well, nanny's right here. <laughs> nanny's right here. Nanny's right, right here. You go. There you go. This is Wait, does Splinter little, have a fro? Hold he on. He looks, like, he, he looks like he has got like a Bob Ross fro. He's got yeah. a Bob Ross fro. <laughs> oh my Bob god, I love it. this. Again, I'm it's a cardboard these, cutout too. These yeah, toys are encouraging these toys are encouraging me to watch this freaking movie. They're, you know what I mean? They're, like, they're awesome looking. They I really am so are. excited about these I toys. I just bought this like, cute little plushie of um of uh, Bebop the other day. I showed Michael, it was adorable. Wait. You guys like this, but you don't want that little V Skeletor guy. I thought he was cool. <laughs> I don't know who he is. Hard pass. It's, it's late at night, Lawrence. Guy. I know. It's I'm late in trouble with like... words at the moment. I'm, no, I'm it's not, early yeah. in the morning. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not trying to say. I, I. I just don't know enough about him. That's 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 my big problem. I just I, like. like I would love it, right? to get. I, I need yeah. to get the. Uh, I, I need to get the the facial sculpts, but I don't. I just don't get the. I just don't get him. I just don't get that little guy. That's that's all I'm saying. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to be yeah. mean or anything like that. You that's, know, somebody somebody actually found a set of these Wave Two figures. I believe it was in a Walmart. I haven't gotten to do a little write up on it yet, but um, the Wave Two figures showed up, and 
you could just see a photograph of the shelf and barely make out a rollback uh, tag on the side of the screen. So I think they're starting to probably start hitting shelves, but um, yeah. the, those new villains that are in wave two look really great. I'm not going to lie. I want the April figure for like all the little like computers alone, like working mm -hmm. those into other oh, stuff. Yeah. Like there's some everybody... cool accessories. I think everybody wants the April figure because this is the first time she's been on a single card. Like uh, mm -hmm. the the only way you could get yeah. her in wave one was in, with was with the with, with the, the big multi pack. Yeah. The multi pack from Target. Yeah. 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 But that I, was you know, cool, they're on the turtle van. It's a nice display piece. Yeah, it was neat. I I'm just you know floored at at the longevity of turtles and you know the the genius behind uh, Eastman and Laird. I mean, I mean I just mm -hmm. I don't understand how. I mean, you you couldn't you couldn't make this up like this is like this is Hollywood stuff, you know. Literally, two two guys make an ash can comic book at a you know at, at, in their basement, yep. sell it on the street, basically. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, uh, the yeah. toys that made us did a, a yep. segment. Yeah, a yeah. 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 Great documentary. Yeah. Basically, yeah. selling it door to door. It was you just know, not pagoda to pagoda. And we're talking about yeah. violent. Yeah. Who take it? Yeah. And we're talking about really violent. Uh, you know, like comics, all of a sudden being yeah. turned into a kid's card, like bonkers. Eating you know pizza I mean? and, you know, right. skateboard writing and playing video games. Did they even eat pizza in the original comic? I don't think they did. I think that no. Was no. that was they added strictly to the cartoon and then became a comic thing. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't know. I love these new figures. I'm like all in on the line. I bought the turtle layer. I haven't opened it yet because was as soon as I had to pack up my house, so it's still in its box. But I absolutely love the fact that they are very toyetic. They're colorful. They're they're kind of classic again. So I think they're doing a great job on that new line. I, I, I'm all in. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. more to unbox when you get home, when you get the new place. So. Oh, I know. I got so much to unbox. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, one of the biggest things is truly that they, they do reinvent themselves for younger generation Mm -hmm. every just about every 10 years and yeah, that's mostly successfully too which is really important mm -hmm. right yeah. they're hitting that new demographic they take chances and do new things based on new times they don't leave themselves stuck in the same old tropes of the past which is one of those things that we do kind of see from other toy company you know toy lines and media from our youth one of the biggest things we've always said about Masters of the Universe, one of the reasons it doesn't last well in media is because they keep trying to retell the same thing over and over again without changing enough of it. It's really making something new. And then when they do, unfortunately, as fans, a lot of us get really mad and angry about it. Um, you know, we're all a little guilty of it. We all have things Not that we don't like about the new stuff. It right? works sometimes. Yeah, they... Like when Beast Wars came out, that worked. You know, because it felt like a completely different thing. Yeah, but right. I mean, when it—I don't know if you remember when it first came out, the reaction from the hardcore fans was not that positive. You know, it's like you—you no, have, you have, you have, you have to dig a little bit deeper in terms of like the early people days. Didn't of give it a chance, but yeah, it yeah. definitely is now. It's highly revered. So, yeah, it's, people uh, didn't give it a chance till you hit around that season three when you start yeah. to see a lot more of those G one elements. Mm -hmm. Yes. Oh, yeah. Sorry, you're right. When they started to tie the lore back in, and they start calling the previous war the Great War, and then they brought the the term the Ark over from the comics and started calling right. it that. That's true. That that's true. It did take a bit of time. I just maybe maybe I'm looking at rose colored glasses. You know I don't know. Hey Ken, you're you're really good with like doing like timelines of everything. Why don't you a timeline? of all the Transformers movies and explain them to me. 
<laughs> okay, so which one do you want to start with? The one that sucks or the one that really sucks? Uh, no, I, I want that... you to break them all down, how how they reinvent the timeline every time and ignore the last movie before. I mean, that's, I just want to nail down yeah. the timeline. Oh, wait. That's, that, that's just called C, Marvel, and DC, Retcon, um, Crisis on something, something, basically is what it is. <laughs> New director. End well, folks, uh, Yerko, Yerko UB has joined us. Of course, wonderful, uh, wonderful designer. He's made some amazing yes. uh, vehicles. Hello, which are, he's made dreams come true in a lot of ways. So, <laughs> um, it is. You know what? We I, I think all of us are are, are really feeling it. Like even <laughs> even California and Vancouver are finally creeping up to like midnight past. So. <laughs> Almost I did want to thank everybody here for joining us, guys. This has been an amazing evening. Um, you know, I want I want to thank everybody for for staying up this late. It's been it's been absolutely crazy. Um, well, I, I was wondering what. Uh, uh, well, actually, you know what, Yerko is okay. I was I was wondering if um, uh, what what people's final thoughts were on uh, on on um, sorry, Toy Fair. Was there any toys that uh, that stuck out in anybody's mind? Uh, you know, specifically that they want to mention. Um, uh, Toy Story, Michael. What, what was it? What was a, a standout uh, figure for for this well, year's toy? I think the 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 big uh, story is going to be the Cobra Mothership from Super yeah. Seven. It was on display at San Diego Comic Con, and like nobody seemed to cover it. We did a story on it, yep. and um, people just really flocked to that thing, and it's going to be really <laughs> exciting. And I think that was one of the standout things, even though they haven't revealed the details yet. But that is coming on October twelfth. Uh, and coincidentally, the same day that we're going to get an announcement on the Motu fan vote. I don't know why <laughs> pads are crossing. The the universe is going to converge on October 12th, so stay tuned. I, I, I keep saying that, that toy companies need to start showing their calendar to each other so that they stop mm -hmm. impacting on their own. <laughs> and, they're, and they're both going to be crowdfund projects, yeah, the way we understand it. So, but Mike, Michael, you, final thoughts on yeah, the only yeah. So I guess we we only cover the things that we we like uh, personally, and so it's like we're not out to cover everything. But there was also that uh, going to give Toy Sorcerers another PTSD, but that <laughs> Turtles of Grey School um, card yeah, yeah. or that card yeah. back. So yes. that was that was pretty much all we covered. Was I'm just looking T TMNT and uh, the Turtles of Grey. I, I like those new those new TMNT like the little you know. Oz, did you follow it any closely? Did you did, did, were there any takeaways that you had from Toy Fair? Oh man. It's uh reinvigorated me a little bit into the horror scene because uh I'm sorry, trick-or-treats they're going nuts over there with a whole bunch of great stuff. And then NECA showing off a personal favorite, those Ben Cooper trick-or-treat kids. Mm. Oh man, the mummy figure. I had that costume. So, like, you know, seeing that, I was like, ooh, I kind of want these. And then I was thinking of like some cool things you could do with the Ben Cooper kids and stuff like that. Um, and I really, really appreciated them giving us uh Robert De Niro as Rambo. I thought that was pretty cool. Uh you know, it was an odd choice considering Stallone played him, but I mean, it's it's all cool. That face sculpt. I know what you're talking about. I know you do, Lawrence. <laughs> We've discussed it twice this week. Yes, your show, my show. Yeah, they piggyback if off you go each look other. At those Rambo, if you go look at those Rambo figures, there's one, the one in the middle looks like De Niro. 
like eerily like him. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's uh, go into yours, Lawrence. Yeah, Lawrence, what what was what was your takeaway from, from Power Club? Well, uh, from, uh, <laughs> I, you know, I, I know we saw the Mothership, and you know my feelings on Super Seven. But I, I, I mean, I have a whole room of 118 scale GI Joe, including my childhood USS flag. I don't know if anyone's ever heard that story before. Um, and a couple of shipwrecks. Eight. Well, I had eight. I had nine at one time. Um, so I'm interested to see that. I think it's going to be way out of my price range because I won't pay that much for Super 7. I believe that uh, we're not going to get into that. We'll be here all day. Um, so there's that. Uh, the three new gargoyles. I don't care how big the wings are. Give them to me. Because um, you're going to give me the draped wings soon anyway. Uh, and then the last thing is Guar. Little <laughs> Guar figures. With genitalia. Is this thing working? Like I say Guar. Like, <laughs> no, motherfuckers no. Don't know what Guar I hear it, Lauren. No, no. Guar is one of my favorite bands growing up. I, I grew up in Virginia, man. I wasn't far away. Oh, from you Richmond. were right there. Yeah, right there right. next to Richmond, yeah. I've seen right. Gore and I've seen Gore six times, so you know, and that all all of them with uh, Dave Rocky right. before he yeah. passed away. So, Odorous Urungus, and he has his phallus on there. So, the cuttlefish of them, dude, I Yeah, I know my Gore lore. Come on, man. <laughs> but I'm saying that picture, like, like that toy has it. But I believe it's. Yep. I believe they said it's a build the figure, so you got to buy the other figures, mm. including the new the lead band. singer, to build to build Odorous. Come on, we all know it's because it's the only way they're gonna sell the new. Oh, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like he's just gonna get thrown in the thrown in the junk drawer. Like why people, would I? I know people have wanted Gore figures for so many years, which leads me to believe that no, no, maybe they're just they're yeah they're not gonna sell that well. It, 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 it's a fear of mine because I think they're some of the most action figury looking figures out there, and it's a band, which I think is yes. cool. But right? I just don't. I just don't know. They might. In this day and age of of a, of a market that has so many adult collectors uh, dominate, maybe maybe it's time, you know, where there's no content that's really taboo so much anymore. And you, and, and, and again, we kind of going off on a tangent here. Um, the uh, like, if you if you went to Guar, a lot of people will collect the shirt, and they keep like you go with that white shirt, you get yep. done, yep. you take it off, you package it. Two years later, you realize how bad it smells, and you're like, yep. "Good morning, I got to do something with this." <laughs> yes. I, mean, uh, I could, I could see them pedaling it at uh, at the shows. I mean, I mean, Hunter Jackson used to walk around and pedal the comics after shows, and no one would buy them though. Right. So that kind of think back to that. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. We'll see. We'll see. Sorry. Sorry. Well, good. I want some can, soft can, goods. Can, did you have any shirts? Just in in a quick word, the the Cobra Mothership, that's the one right there, right? Because if it scales with the Super Seven smaller figures, it probably well it scales with the O ring stuff. So I guess you could use it in that canon as well. Well, Brian Flynn did say that too that it would that he said yeah it, it fits with our our you know with the reaction figures, but it will also scale with some other figures that are the same size. Because if I got that, that's why I would be getting it, right? Yeah, right. You mean you don't want guys to do this? The um. I, I like Star Wars figures. That's about it. Yes. <laughs> it, it's going to come we with the two fine. trouble bubbles. So you're going to be able to use your O-ring figures in there. And if you want to see some uh, some leaked information, some details on the mothership that nobody knows about, head over to toyhavits.com because we have them on our article. Oh, yeah. Did some reconnaissance. 
it's so funny because I, I sometimes I go into the office in San Francisco where I work and the Super 7 store, you know, is, it's right fairly there. close. And I was down there and the guy who was working there just started dishing all of the stuff about the mothership, uh, vehicles coming to the Super 7 line and a whole bunch of other stuff. And I was like, woo. <laughs> Michael's sitting outside the Super 7 door with the glass up to it after hours going, I can hear him. Like, You think it's a fly on the wall, but it's a drone that, you know, Michael cobbled together with his architect friend, you know. <laughs> Suffice to say, there's some exciting stuff coming along. Sure. And it's great because it scales with your O-ring figures. You can absolutely use them in all of but do, you, do, you, do so, you know what they do you know what they did though? And this pisses mm -hmm. me off. What? So what doesn't piss you off, Lawrence? I'm kidding. Oh. <laughs> yeah, why, why am I next to this Lawrence, guy? You know, like Lawrence oh, needs a new show called come You come Know come What come Grinds my, my Gears. No, what they did was so the Super Seven um the holes uh for for um like figure stands are mm -hmm. all the normal size, except for the yeah. G.I. Joe. They're a different I size. Know. They don't fit well in there. Yes. Yep. But it's annoying. All the other ones that I have, they they're the same size. So why would you change that? You know, I I use the little round ones that I use for the counter vintage figures, and they work okay for the figure stands for the reaction. Okay. Figures. Try okay. those. Yeah. I just put, I just I just put reaction figures when I buy one in the bathroom because that's all they're for. All right, uh, Ken. Uh, sorry, uh, Val. Why don't you take us home for the um, uh, for the to for the toy fair? Was there anything uh, you noticed? Or? Um, oh gosh, I don't, I don't know if mine's so positive. Um, I guess for me, it wasn't so much about what was on display, but a lack thereof. Um, I didn't get to go, but after talking to a lot of people, it went. It, there was a lot that wasn't there. I mean, you got Hasbro and Mattel not there this year. Yeah, completely. Missing. Um, some some companies weren't putting things up to show. Uh, a lot of companies had already shown things, so they didn't really have a lot to show off. So it was kind of an awkward show. It was weird. You know, I heard about it being kind of slow and, and, and some people were uncertain, like why they were even there. Um, so it was weird. I think, I think toy fair for me, like I went for many, many years is a very magical event. Um, I think they're still finding their footing post COVID um, and hearing their plans about what they plan to do and how they're going to move forward. And then having another show after that in like uh, the next year, like it sounds like going to start mm -hmm. traveling, like going down to New Orleans and stuff. Um, that kind of gets me a little excited, you know, them moving back into the slot where they were before for that, you know, premiere stuff. So this year for me was kind of weird, you know, it was like, it was kind of a weird watching it take place, you know, yeah. but the things that we saw, saw a lot of cool reveals, a lot of cool stuff. Um, it just, uh, I'm, I'm anxious for Toy Fair to get back to what it was, um, before once it readjusts its time slot and finds its footing again, because that's. That's something I think will be very, very sad if that ever goes away. You know, absolutely. And it was—I believe it's a different time, uh, different date this year, wasn't it? Or, or was it was a uh, yeah? They, they, they traditionally it was in February. Yeah. Um, them coming back, they did it here in what uh, early October, and I think the next one's going to be what January. So they're they're moving back to kind of getting it back mm -hmm. where it used to be. You know? Yeah, but January twenty twenty five because like this was like like because yeah. January twenty twenty. Four is literally yeah. around the corner. So yeah, 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 that. And then twenty, I think it was twenty twenty six was New Orleans. I think. I think. Mm. Don't quote me on that. Yeah. So it's uh, that got me excited. That might be when I have to go back down for it again. So. That would be really cool. 
Guys, thank you so much for being here tonight. Oz, my friend, what are you working on right now, and how can people uh, reach you? Well, everybody, as you all know, Ostradamus Toys on Saturday nights, big hangout streams. Everybody's always welcome. If you guys want to jump on and you want to hang out for a while, just shoot me a message and I can send you the link. And, of course, you know, every Thursday night we do Toy Frenzy on Skelevator's channel. This week we actually had two back-to-back -back episodes. We had Stump Puppet Pictures, Justin Rosh on Thursday night. And then tonight we did a quick review of the Mondo Trapjaw. And, of course, you can catch me here on Mega J Live, you know, every couple of weeks or so. And all across ToyTube, I'm always popping up on TKO and, you know, looking forward to spending time with other of our good friend and toy tubers like brick something as well and toy habits and all of us so awesome excellent uh can uh sorry um uh lawrence how can people reach you and uh what are you working on right now my friend um well um upon with toys and instagram uh twitter too but i don't know how to use twitter so i'm sorry <laughs> um x <laughs> uh, yes. Um, every Monday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Monday Night Toy Ramblings, I ramble on for three plus hours, just me in the chat. Um, and then this is my my, my plug. Uh, I do a Thursday. Well, I do Thursday shows. We uh, it's every other week. Thursday with a friend. This week it is pre-recorded with Lenny from Hasbro. Hmm. It is not yeah. about, but if, if you're interested about like finding out what's happening with GI Joe, that's not what it's about. Thursday with a friend, Oz can tell you because he's been on it. It is specifically about just getting to know people that are in my community that have helped support me. Um, so it's really finding out about Lenny um, from his childhood uh, to high school and going to school, being in a band working in a graveyard um, and we do talk some Joe, but if you're looking for me to, 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 to yell and scream at him about why we're not getting hooded Cobra commander and what's the next figure and why are the prices like this? You're not going to get that. You're just going to get to know the man himself. Sweet. Excellent. Ken, my friend, what are you up to and how can people reach you? Okie doke. Yeah. So just got a lot of stuff on the go, always producing something. Um, as Toy Sorcerer has mentioned, um, GI Joe, History of GI Joe 85 is done. It's getting into the queue and History of GI Joe 84 is also done. Doing some of the independent toy stuff. I've got a video where I basically go over one figure from each of the independent O-ring lines. That's going to come out probably sometime in November. And uh, also Delta 17, uh, the shipment is coming. It will, you know, the the 11 unique figures um, are going to be landing next month. And uh, we'll hopefully start packing orders and try to get things out before Christmas if we can. And other than that, you can just find me on all my friends' channels, the ones Oz mentioned, and then some. So, yeah, that's that, I guess. <laughs> oh, and of course... Uh Sorry, uh, as, as for being like having no opinion about the repaints whatsoever, I just tackle onto a comment earlier. I grew up buying Thundercracker, Skywarp, and uh, Starscream all the time, every time Transformers came out and having burnt by, by Ironhide and Ratchet. So I'm not saying it's okay, but I think I got kind of blinded to it at a very young age. So anyway, so I just wanted to say that. 
What are toys without repaints? Come on, it's a, mm -hmm. it's, it's a staple. It's a staple. As a matter of fact, Val Staples, my friend, what can we <laughs> expect? Exactly. That was a good way. That was a good one, right? What what can, what can, what can we expect? Uh, any tidbit, anything you can give us? Not much. <laughs> um, I, I like I said. I um, if you if you follow Pixel Dan, anybody out there, um, just stay stay tuned. He's gonna have um, a cool announcement here with a presale soon after, um, hopefully within the next month. Um, other than that, it's just planning for PowerCon, and and I asked everybody out there if you if you want to come to PowerCon and you're excited about it, if you've been and you're excited about it, um, just please help keep the excitement alive and please keep talking about it. You know, it's one of those things where, you know, the more people talk about it, the more excited they get. So when 2025 rolls around, it'd be uh, a lot of anticipation and a lot of happy people running around, having a good time, hanging out with each other. So that's what I'm, that's what I'm shooting for. Oh my God. I'm so excited. You have no idea about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm seriously, seriously excited guys. I want to thank everybody. Oh, and yeah, here. it's, I, I will say, I don't mean to cut you off, but I mean, I don't know if you've told them, but I mean, you and I talked about something, and uh, Jay's going to help me out with something at PowerCon, so I'm pretty happy about that. So, <laughs> you yeah, told we, me not to talk about we'll know more details will be revealed. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> just not tonight. You know. Well, we got something, I guess, because yeah, I wasn't going to talk about it. I guess Val decided. So, <laughs> no, I, 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 so I, something is coming. We don't know what it is, but we'll yeah, like I got it. Him, I got him working registration. So apparently, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm the, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be working. He's gonna work me hard. It's gonna He's be gonna hard. be working. Yeah, <laughs> I'm willing to work. Well, there you go, guys. Awesome. So, on, on that bombshell, we're definitely I need a booth, ready. so we'll talk, Val. Okay, awesome. <laughs> yeah, uh, we are. Gotta make some space all... for Ken, Val. Yeah, yeah. Hey, man. Actually, I actually need two booths, but you know, we'll we'll, you we'll get into booths? it. Oh, okay. Plus the seventeen, and then your stuff, right, Ken? We have two booths for Joe Fest, and we were supposed to contact you for PowerCon, and I said, "Sorry, Steve, I don't know the guy." And then, like two hours ago, they're like, "Hey, you want to come on?" I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> there you were. <laughs> hey, that works out well. So. You know, it's been an absolute. It's always an absolute pleasure being able to hang out with such amazing uh, content creators, and of course, Val Staples. Um, you know, this is, this is this is so great, guys. Thank you so much for being here, uh, guys. If you want to learn more about each and every one of these channels, please check out their social media, all of their channels. Incredible toy tubers, and of course, PowerCon. You can't forget about PowerCon, guys. Guys, thank you so much for hanging out with us. It's been an absolute pleasure. I hope you're all doing well. Staying yeah. safe. And as always, a great night. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, thank you so much for watching, guys. Take care.